and good morning. It is a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio, and I have no idea how this is going to go today. We are live today from the Shirley Povich Sports Journalism Summer Camp at the Philip Mayer College of Journalism here at the University of Maryland, where I am intimidated because I'm not sure that the word sports journalism and this show go in the same sentence, if I'm being totally honest with you. Um, we don't, we're not used to Griffin doing a show in front of, like we do the show for the audience, by the way, you, your camera is not, nobody is watching you or Caitlin or anyone, but if you wanted a good look at a whiteboard, you could have just gotten it right now. We would have given you a hell of a look at it. Uh, you do the show for a live audience, but not a live audience like this typically. So I'm a little bit af- afraid that uh, we're going to, we're going to uh, get like jeered. Oh, yeah. That some of these kids might about, throw well, stuff I at us. I wasn't thinking about that until you just mentioned it. Somebody uh, said so. earlier that they were a Cowboys fan. And, like, I hate the Cowboys. So I'm just afraid that they might throw something. Actually, you know what? There were a couple of Eagles fans in here. They're definitely going to throw something at me during the course of the show. That's what they do. That's the way it goes. So um, we're going to have fun today. It's going to be a little bit of a different show. And the reason why we're here is because my friend Caitlin Wilson asked us to come down here. And Caitlin's going to spend a couple of minutes with us here at the top of the show. She is the assistant director of the Povich Sports Journalism. Actually, make sure I have that correct, Caitlin. Because, again, all of these are very complicated things and names and titles. What is the actual, your title and the actual title of the, the Sports Journalism Center? So I am the assistant director of the Shirley Povich Sports Journalism Center here at the Philip Merrill College of Journalism. A mouthful. It is a I lot, know. and I also there's not going to be a test later, right? <laughs> like these kids need to remember that. Yeah. I, there's no chance that I'm going to. I also serve as the camp director for our summer camp every year, um, so I put together the camp and run the camp and oversee all the camp operations. So who's here? Who are these young people that are hanging out with us today? So these are high schoolers, um, as students entering grades nine through twelve. Uh, most of them are from the Maryland, Virginia, DC area. And yet there were like three Orioles fans in the entire yeah, crowd, which terrible. is really depressing is. for me. Very depressing. Uh, we have a couple of out of state too. I know we have a Vermont. Who's here from Vermont? Away from Vermont. Oh, that's yeah. cool. And I think we have a Connecticut, right? Yes. Wow. Wow. I'll probably end up working at ESPN in like three years. Yes, probably. Of I'll course, be be- that's I'll, all what they want to do. I will be begging that young man for a job at any point in the next <laughs> couple of... Uh, please remember my name. It's Glenn Clark. I'm really nice. I'm better looking in... No, I can't say that you're here in person. Never mind. Um, no, but these are all young people that want to be sports journalists. That are interested in sports journalism and hopefully this week won't talk them out of it. <laughs> what about the part where I tell them they're not going to make any money? Yeah. What about that part? We like, talk a little bit about that. We had the that conversation <laughs> that like, it's not, it might be fun. There's going to be a lot of fun, but boy, you are going to be grinding for some time. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin was previously my boss. She was the editor at Pressbox. And um, I want to go back, if we could, because I feel like when I first arrived, so people that don't know my background, these these kids have no idea what my background is. I was in sports radio for forever. And then one day I woke up and I went to do my afternoon show on a sports radio station in Baltimore. And I walked into the door and they said, we're not a sports radio station anymore. And I said, well, that's weird because that's what I do for a living. So I'm not really sure what that means for me. And they said, no, it means you're no longer needed here. I said, oh, cool. What do I do now? And I was married and I had a kid on the way. And my Mrs. Clark had no interest in moving to any of these cities where I had job offers. I was like, oh, baby, I could move to Vegas. We could move to Louisville. We could move to San Diego. She said, 
no, you could do that by yourself if you'd like, but I have no interest. So I said, all right, I'm going to have to do something different. And that's how we started the idea of Glenn Clark Radio and a friend of ours, John Colson at Pressbox. We connected with him and he said, why don't, why don't we do this together? Why don't we launch this together? And then I was dumped on your lap. Yes. <laughs> and if I remember correctly... When I was dumped on your lap, you were mostly like, what is this? Yes. Right? Like, it was mostly a, take me through, like, the first time you were told, this is a thing now, you have to deal with this. <laughs> That's probably exactly how it went down. There wasn't a lot of communication for being a communication business. I always used to joke about that often. No, but yes, Glenn was dropped on my lap. Um and I was very unsure of what to expect. I remember him. that part well. I remember that part quite um, well. But however, I remember being quickly blown away by how hard of a worker Glenn is and the guests he was able to bring in. And Don't, um, don't judge that today. Yeah. Don't judge that today. And I will say that Glenn is responsible for one of my coolest career moments. And when you brought in Kyle Snyder, was that his uh, name? Ah, yeah, Olympic gold medalist. medalist Kyle Snyder. Yep. Was he a wrestler at Maryland? Uh, he was or from Maryland. He was from Carroll County, correct. Yes. He was from he Carroll County. He came into the studio after the Olympics with his gold medal, and I got to put his gold medal around my neck and take a picture with him. It was one of those awkward moments where I could tell you wanted I to. I did, and I didn't want to ask. Exactly right. Painfully like, shy. This is the way it professional works. Professional not to ask. A lot of times healthy. in our business where you're like we don't want to do that you're not supposed yeah, to do well, that Glenn made me come in and I got to meet Kyle and I got to try on the medal and from then I was a Glenn Clark fan and I was <laughs> that was the one that was the moment yeah. that is so weird to me that that was the moment I've introduced Griffin to no gold medalist so no. far in fact whenever I have them hanging around I purposely leave him out so what? sorry yeah really it's, no, Carmelo and I were just out for dinner the other night and I was like I maybe no nah, nah, my melody jersey and all Ask me to tell you some stories about another gold medalist I know, but we can't tell them on air. We cannot <laughs> tell them on air. There's a certain very famous gold medalist, maybe the most decorated gold medalist <laughs> in Olympics history, and I've got a few stories about that guy, but we sure cannot we tell them here on this show. So they're here learning about the business. Yes. They are all do you have a sense for like do they want to write do they want to be on tv uh, we asked them yesterday there's a lot of people that want to be on sports center who wants to be on sports center being shy a lot okay. of people that want to work for espn a lot of scott van pelt's in here uh, so i think that's good who wants to do like social media have some of that okay who wants to be like a tra traditional writer all right, so it's a little bit of a mix. I see that. A little yeah. bit of a mix of everything. So we'll give them a taste of, of all of that. Um, you didn't tell them that like the New York Times shut down their sports department yesterday, no, did didn't you? didn't talk about that. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> all the weeks. Yes. Of, all the weeks for that Welcome to happen. To journalism. Yeah, not fun. All right, so we're going to be here for the next two hours. I'm going to do a little bit of my show, like my normal show. We're going to talk about the Home Run Derby. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, well, it's yeah, not it was not a for disappointing me. ending. Um, what did you? Who'd you bet on? Why were you disappointed? I bet on Adley. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then, yeah, you were disappointed. Um, we'll talk about the home run derby. We'll talk about some of the other things that were going on, and then we're going to incorporate these young people. Anybody up for like debating me? Anybody? Anybody think <laughs> okay. they're like their own Shannon Sharp? They're, yeah. All right. We'll have some fun with that. My money's on them. You're probably right. I get very bored with debate. After a little while, I just sort of say, you know what? I'm right. You're wrong. That's the way that it goes. It's sort of like when I play poker. Um, is there something that we can tell people about the Povich School or the Povich Center? 
the Merrill School. Can we get a plug-in of some yeah. sort, Caitlin? Yes, absolutely. The um, camp? Yes. So Merrill College here, uh, located just outside of D.C., is one of the best, if not the best, journalism school in the country. And we are fortunate to have the Povich Center that advocates for sports journalism. Um, we do all sorts of programming around sports journalism, different uh, events throughout the year, which you can get on our website at povichcenter.org or follow us on Twitter at Povich Center. Um, and we also offer a sports journalism class. Classes, any interest in coming to our events or becoming Merrill Maid, uh, you can reach out to us and find out more information. What if you were 40 years old and maybe need to like fine tune your skills because they've they've slipped a bit or the industry has changed yes. drastically? When I, Caitlin, when I was in college, I was learning to edit video on actual tape. Yes, when I was on in college, there was a print media track. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be one of those much now, longer. Now I don't it's multi-platform. Think... Okay, so. this I'm about to ask a question that I'm terrified by. How many people in this room have never opened up a newspaper in their life? Okay, there's only one that put their hand up, and I don't know if that's just because everybody else doesn't want to say it out loud, but that is still terrifying that there's even one. I know. I, I, it's, that's the reality, though. How many people haven't opened up a newspaper for any actual purpose of reading, but only because like it was to put there, I don't know, to, you're having crabs at home and so you had to put some newspaper out. Yeah, okay, now a few more hands come up, right? That's the only reason why anybody has newspaper any longer. It's the only reason why we have newspaper in my house at this point. Uh, that's the reality, right? Yes. And, and you're teaching about how things are changing. It is. It's an ever-changing industry, and I think despite some of the setbacks, especially with the New York Times yesterday, you know, journalism is not going away. It's essential to democracy. Um, and sports journalism, there's always going to be interest in sports. Can, can you and I, I'm sure you are familiar with the story of what happened at Northwestern in the last week, right? Yes, yes. Student journalists. Held them accountable. At Northwestern were the reason why that story was uncovered and why we learned about really heinous things that were happening within their football program. And, you know, there's, look, whatever opinion somebody wants to have, we found out late last night, Pat Fitzgerald is, has been fired as the uh, football coach at Northwestern. But that story was not uncovered by ESPN no. or by, you know, The Athletic. It was uncovered by student journalists. Only a couple years older than the Correct. I mean, the same age as your counselors, yes. right? Like, the, your counselors are the same people that are uncovering that story. And even here at Maryland, we're only a few years removed from, obviously, the, the horrible situation that was Jordan McNair's passing and the follow-up. It was interesting. Caitlin, I'm going to have you hang for a second because yeah. you can reflect on this a little bit. I... I I saw a lot in this week coming out of people in our business. I think Darren Rovell being one of the most famous ones, and he's kind of a caricature at this point, and less a journalist. But they didn't want to say anything mean about Pat Fitzgerald because, well, we like Pat Fitzgerald. I, I, I like that guy. He's been a good guy to me. And it's a very difficult moment because it took me back to when everything was unraveling and after Jordan McNair passed and I had had this very pleasant relationship with DJ Durkin at the time. Mm -hmm. I, DJ Durkin was a regular on my show. He had been making strides within this community and getting kids to commit. And there was a lot of positive things that were, I mean, Stefan Diggs, right? Like there were a lot of positive things that were coming out uh, in the time that DJ Durkin was the coach. In fact, uh, he had been very helpful to me. I did a lengthy story about him welcoming former Maryland coach Ralph Friedgen back to campus that 
we didn't think might ever happen. Ralph Ragin famously, once upon a time, came on my radio show and said he had burned his Maryland diploma and it set the world on fire and everybody was angry after he had been fired or dismissed here at the University of Maryland. And DJ Durkin went out of his way, said, I want Ralph Regan to be back. I found out about it. And DJ and Ralph and I sat down for a very lengthy story. And I was very appreciative of that connection. And it was a reminder in these moments that as a journalist, it is your job, it is your responsibility to acknowledge whatever you know, feelings you have. Don't lie about it. But yet you have to be capable of just simply looking for truth and facts and not use that emotion to cloud your judgment of whatever might be going on. What was happening with Maryland football was unacceptable, to say the least. I mean, it was grotesque what was going on within the program. It was terrifying. And yet, at that moment, after the story broke, our job was to talk to people. Let's find out as much information as we possibly can about this subject. And it's difficult because it's funny. We're just kind of joking about how, you know, you're not supposed to take a picture with a guy that's wearing a gold medal. The reason why you say that is because, well, at some point we might have to write about something that's not so pleasant about that person. And so it's important to be able to stay as neutral as you possibly can whenever you're covering somebody. Yes. And I I don't, it's not easy because you're, you're human and you have relationships and you like people. If somebody asked me to say something mean about Griffin, well, actually, that would be very easy. He's terrible. He's just the worst person I've ever met. But I wouldn't want to do that. You know, I wouldn't be looking forward to it. I would have no interest in it. But I think that's an important lesson that's being reminded right now in the the midst of what's going on at Northwestern, that you have to be capable of remaining totally and completely neutral, even when you've got background and relationship. You've got to be capable of just looking at facts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was working at Pressbox when the Jordan McNair happened and um you know I remember coming up with a plan of how we were going to cover it and you know I graduated from the school I love the school I grew up grew up rooting and having season tickets to football games and all of that um so yes it is hard to kind of separate sometimes the fan um from the job but that's what you have to do when when those things those things happen and then I ended up coming to work here during that first season um when they let let Durkin go and I mean it was just chaos on campus it was rough people were angry people were heartbroken um but again it was student journalists leading the charge the diamondback did a fantastic job of covering that um you know that that whole tragedy we've had some of those reporters back speaking at camp before um and come back to speak at classes one of them is now the orioles beat reporter for the baltimore banner um so yeah i mean they were the ones breaking those stories and 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 doing amazing work um and it was, it was important. Yeah, Again, covering so, their classmates. We, we, I joke sometimes about, I don't know that we need as many people to be writing about, you know, the home run derby, right? Like, it's kind of a... But when stuff like this happens, when you find out that, you know, you're doing terrible things with young people and you're not prepared for someone to go into heat stroke and you don't know what to do, that those are... That, this is a public university that we pay tax dollars to. We yeah. have to cover that story. We have to be on top of it and know that the things are getting taken care of. And obviously things have changed dramatically. And I think the relationship between Mike Loxley and the McNair family is, is quite beautiful, frankly. Um, and the way that, that they've shown grace to the university and the way the McNair family have said, we want to be 
there's now federal, uh, in fact, legislation to try to make sure that something like this never happens again. There was already state legislation that was passed, the uh, Jordan McNair Safe and Fair Play Act here in Maryland, which was led by uh, Brooke Learman, uh, who's now the comptroller at the state of Maryland, but now Kwai Sam Fume has introduced it at a federal level. And that's that's the type of stuff that's important. Like when sports journalism, we can laugh about some of the other stuff and debate shows and tweeting and Skip Bayless and that whole all that nonsense, but that type of stuff is really important. So I encourage you guys to continue on the path because of things like that. Absolutely. Anything else? No, I'm excited to be here. Um, I just want to toot Glenn's horn a little bit because I know he won't do it himself. But one of the reasons why I asked Glenn to be here, other than the fact that I enjoy his work, is that Glenn is a grinder. Um, you know, he works so hard to make this show what it is. It is his blood, sweat, and tears in the show. And he books some amazing guests, which I know it's a tough time of year and a tough <sighs> week. Um, but I have received awesome opportunities thanks to the the, the guest Glenn has able to, to book on his show, our publication was better for the guest Glenn gets to book on his show and it's all a testament to his hard work and the grind which is if you want to make it in this industry that's how you have to do it um, so I'm excited for you guys to get to spend the next two hours or so with Glenn and learn a little bit from him very cool Caitlin I'm, I'm really happy to be here I hope I don't screw things up too much <laughs> over the course of the will. next two hours I hope I don't say anything I'm not supposed to say <laughs> we'll do our best in all of those departments <laughs> and uh, it's great to see you more great than anything to you. thank you so much for being here so let's get into it from last night, obviously, Griffin, the home run derby, Adley Rutschman hits 27 home runs and it was neat, right? It was a neat show. I admittedly, you know, it's not for me. It's not my thing, the home run derby, but I enjoyed it. Adley Rutschman goes and gets this bonus time and switches over and hits right handed and hits another seven home runs. I will admit that the reaction that I got from a few people, I was out in an establishment last night watching and the reaction that I got from a few people was, that was fun, but I'm kind of glad he got eliminated quickly there afterwards because now you eliminate any risk of... Of his swing getting messed up. Whatever that, that dumb thing yeah, is. Whatever happens. I don't think much of that, but for whatever it's worth, since I didn't care if he won or not, unlike you, who clearly apparently lost some money, here's a lesson today. Don't well, bet with Griffin. That's a lesson. No. If you're in this business, you probably well, shouldn't I mean, be betting at all, but like, don't bet with Griffin is lesson number one. Well, probably I just probably shouldn't have been betting the home run derby. Yeah, to be that honest. is, you I might mean, have a problem. Yeah. You might no. need to seek help. No, no, no. I wasn't. You know, it was, it was says like, the guy that once bet on Ukrainian ping pong. Yeah, there we go. So there it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, the switch hitting thing I thought was incredible. It was like, neat. that was it was really that was very fun. Um, the thing that made me, I guess, more upset was that I, I don't like the new rule format. I think they should. Uh, I don't like the, the new. Rule? I don't like the head to head. Adley should have been into the second round. Oh, because he had more home. Yeah, because he had more than, home runs than yeah, just about right. everybody but Luis Robert. And yeah, that guy was nuts. Well, yeah, Julio Rodriguez had, what, 50 in the first? It was insane. 41. Um, Vladimir Guerrero ends up winning the home run derby. God bless. That's that's all I've got for that. I just don't. But it was neat. It was a fun show. It was a special moment. Obviously, that Adley had grown up in the Pacific Northwest, mm. and we've talked about that before. He's had a lot of family whenever they've gone to Seattle. They're, he's from Oregon. Um, they had shown on the broadcast all the pictures of him competing when as a kid at Safeco Field. And admittedly, when they announced he was in the home run derby, I had forgotten all of that. Like, right. I had yeah, completely yeah. blanked on that being a part of the story and why it was so neat for him to do that. Yeah, I got a nice pop when they announced him, you know, at the, at the very beginning. There were, there were a couple O's when they played the national anthem. Which yeah, I, I didn't think there were a lot of people out there, but yes, there yes, was a little there bit. There were a couple O's. There uh, was so a little bit. It was good bit. to see the O's fans travel a bit. And, I mean, you're probably right. It's for the best that Adley didn't, you know, Correct. have to overexert. Move himself. on. We'll see. We'll see who has the better second half, Vladdy or. Uh, Yo, or I definitely Adley. think Adley Rutschman's going to hit way more home runs than Vlad Guerrero. That guy's a bum. That guy stinks. All right. So the big story yesterday in Baltimore sports, however, was the dumbest video that I've ever seen in the history mm, of Twitter. Yes. 
I am loath. Right. I know what you're thinking to yourself is we should probably play it, but I'm also loath to do that because it's funny. We're sitting here in a, in a journalism camp and what this is, maybe we should play because it's an example of what isn't journalism. Although I'm not sure any of the kids will hear this audio, unfortunately. Um, there's a guy whose name is Dave Mahler and he's a radio host in Seattle. And this guy was very worked up because the Orioles on Twitter about a week ago tweeted out about Felix Batista and called him King Felix. And this guy got in his feelings. Must have an amazing life. Like, must just have the best life you could ever possibly imagine to have room to be worked up about this tweet. If you don't understand why, it is, of course, because Felix Hernandez, former Mariners pitcher, likely Hall of Famer, was known as King Felix. Do you have it? Do you want to? I do. For God's sakes. I don't, I'm not sharing this because I want this guy to get any more attention because I almost want the exact opposite, but it's only for the purposes of our ability to talk about it. So this guy, Dave Mahler, is at Media Day at the MLB All-Star Game where they make all of the players available and they allow any journalist in attendance, any media member in attendance, to basically have carte blanche, all access. It's, it's, not, it's not quite like the Super Bowl Media Day, which is embar- it's, it's become a reality show over the years, but it's something like that. The idea is you can just ask whatever you want. And for whatever reason, this guy decided to go after Felix Batista at Media Day. Here's what it sounded like. Hey, Felix, what do you think of the Orioles calling you the new King Felix? I don't know. Would you rather have him stop that? Does that does that belong to Felix Hernandez? Yeah, yeah. It does. Okay, so do us a favor as Mariner fans. Yeah. Tell the Orioles social media team to knock it off, will ya? Okay, Thank so you. that's let's let's break this down, right? It starts with him approaching Felix Batista and saying, What do you think of the Orioles social media calling you King Felix? Which in and of itself while who cares is the answer that I would say. Like, imagine this being what you're worked up. Is there nothing else? I get it. It's a difficult week. For those, for those kids that are here, if you get into this business, this is a tough week. It's a tough week. There's no games being played. There's nothing going on. Everybody's on vacation. The NBA is just playing summer league games. The NFL's movement has already happened. we got Wembenyama, you know. There is that. And by the way, I'm, I'm obsessed with, of course, Christopher Eubanks at Wimbledon. Right, so I couldn't true, get yeah, enough of that, but unfortunately that's not right. Yeah, my guy. That's right. I like this kid. This is my favorite kid in the room now. <laughs> He's freaking out with me about Christopher Eubanks at Wimbledon. Um, I'm into it, but not everybody else is into it. So maybe there's just nothing else to talk about in Seattle, right? Maybe they're sick of talking about whether or not Pete Carroll knows what to do on fourth down. Like, maybe they're sick of that, and this is just all they have in Seattle to talk about. But I would start with that. Alone, that question is not the end of the world. If the video just ends, and all the guy did was say, hey, Felix, what do you think about the Orioles calling you King Felix? There would be something there, right? Maybe Felix Batista wants to say something like, you know what, man, I love Felix Hernandez. I would kind of rather not have that name. Now, the difficult part is Felix Batista is not a particularly good right. English right. speaker. Exactly. That's why it felt That's why it felt it, so... It, that's part of why yeah. it felt that way. But then it goes on, of course, and then he compounds that mostly nothing by following up. So you would rather have the Orioles not do that anymore. Okay, again, that alone, not that big of a deal. 
But the last part is where this guy, uh, for, I'm just going to, shows his ass, right? Like, that's what happens, is that at the end, this guy then says, so on behalf of all Mariners fans, tell the Orioles to knock it off. What is that? That'll be a lesson for today. That guy probably shouldn't have media access because that guy's acknowledging he's just a fan. That line that Caitlin was just talking about a second ago in that moment was immediately blurred. On behalf of all Mariners fans, tell the guy, whoa, 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 what the hell does that have to do with your job here? It's embarrassing on a number of levels, and that's the most embarrassing part of it. As if Felix Batista has something to do with what the person running the Orioles' Twitter account said on Twitter. Now, for what it's worth, we all had fun with this immediately afterwards, and um, I, I put out a silly picture of uh, Felix Batista and um, Adley Rutschman, and I said, hey, look, it's King Felix and the kid, right? right Just right. to try to, 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 to need I think it was Austin little. Hayes called him the kid yesterday. Did on, he? On Instagram. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, that's so perfect. I'm so glad he did that. Just to try to needle him. And now the embarrassing part is I think more Orioles fans are going to attempt to steal King Felix. Right. As if Felix Batista doesn't already have a nickname that we've been using over and over again. Um, I'm not a big nickname guy. It's not my thing. And I wouldn't care. I bring it to a secondary question. Look, this guy deserves every ounce. I would encourage you when you're dunking on something that when you're sharing it, you're still giving it light. And this guy, who is a clown, who is a carnival barker, was reveling in that yesterday. He was reveling in how many people had clicked play. That's the new you know, way that we do things is how many people view something, how many people play a video. This guy was reveling in it yesterday and look at how many views and look at ah, ha, 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 because that's who he is. He has no value to uh, the media system. I would encourage you that you can dunk on something or make an opinion about something without sharing it because sharing is like the new economy. Uh, the way that it works now is how many plays do you have? How many views do you have? But I add on to that this question, and it's a question that I wanted to put out on Twitter and I just haven't had an opportunity to think through it. Would we be bothered? It's a genuine question. So I had a few Mariners fans after I put out that silly picture yesterday. I had a few Mariners fans that reached back and had some fun with me, and most of them took it in jest, and most of them think this guy is a D-bag, so like I had no problem with that. Um, but I had one who said something like, yeah, right, and we've got uh, Suarez. He's the human vacuum cleaner, which, of course, was Brooks Robinson's nickname once upon a time. And I asked that to say, like, if a baseball player played every game for the next two seasons and somebody started calling him the Iron Man, how would we feel? Yeah, we would not. And I'm not trying to make yeah. it, I'm not trying to justify this guy, he's a clown, right? Like, I'm not trying to justify what he did in any way. I want to make that abundantly clear. I'm trying to have a separate, don't lump these things together. This guy's a clown. What he did is embarrassing, and he probably shouldn't be allowed to be in these circumstances. But let's have an actual conversation for a second, because I've never thought about this before. Right. I've never considered the what my emotions would be if we attached a nickname to someone and that was someone that was revered and beloved as an athlete, and then someone else started using that nickname, I have no idea what I would think about that. Right, and I, it, I think it's also a little... I mean, Felix Hernandez and Cal Ripken aren't... Uh, you know, they, they've... They're, they're very, they've had very different careers. I guess Felix Hernandez will be. I think a, he's a Hall of Famer, Hall of 100%. Famer. Yeah. No, he's not one of the greatest. Right. Eh, Ripken. He was certainly one of the great players of his era, 
he is not going to have anything that people attach to the way that Cal Ripken had the streak, the way that like right. there won't be something like that with Felix Hernandez. But Felix Hernandez is a Hall of Fame caliber player, um, a, an Orioles legend, Seattle, of course. Yeah. Right. You know, right? Legend, the, the two weeks. <laughs> um, but how would we feel? And it, it's just a um, there is no incorrect answer here. I don't think I Baltimore don't fans. I don't think they would be happy. I don't think we would be happy at all. We if if uh, I'm like I'm trying to think of what a good if example. Mookie Betts right, played Mookie every Betts. game for three straight seasons, and suddenly in L.A. they started saying, "Well, Mookie Betts is the, the is iron, the, the Iron, iron Man because he played 300, you know, 80 games straight." Your right? math is not good, pal. We need to it's really like, work on that. Is there a math camp here at Maryland that we can send? You said, Next well, you door, said, we're going to send you. I said three straight years. Oh, well, you said two straight years first. and then I just said three. St- it wouldn't work for two either. That'd be 320. You've missed on every account. But other than yeah. that, you nailed 480 it. 480 straight games. Yes. Um, Close enough. It, we'll go with it. Right. It's just right. Just keep keep going. Keep going. Uh, but, yeah, Baltimore fans would not be happiest. I mean, the way the way we take pride, I think, in everything that comes out of Baltimore, um, and, and for a player to play two or three straight seasons and then all, suddenly get the get Cal Ripken's nickname attached to them, uh, people, people would, would we be in our feelings? Would we be so. crying we in the club? Would uh, we be... I guess I, I don't know about crying in the club. Would we be tweeting but, through it? Would we be doing all of those things? I think we'd be going after be like, come on, he's not the... Iron I don't man. know what people do anymore. I don't know how they handle their emotions. Yeah. When I was a kid, it was we listened, to, da- we listened to Dashboard Confessional. It was what we did when I was a kid. I don't think that these kids have any idea what that is. Which is a very important yeah. part of my life, and it makes me very sad. Uh, they're at, I think they're at, oh tomorrow night at Merriweather with Counting Crows, also a band that nobody here has any idea who they are. That's how I do, old I, I do am. Know that one. Oh, good, yeah. that's neat. Dashboard that's, Confessional. You don't know anything about Dashboard Confessional? No, I don't. You remember the Spider-Man movie? Yeah. Vindicated. All right, I'm not that gonna do that. That's gonna be that's gonna be very embarrassing <laughs> okay. for me. Um, but I don't. I think that you're right. I think that we would be bothered by it. Mm-hmm. The embarrassing part for them is that this was one tweet. Nobody in Baltimore is calling Felix Batista King Felix until now. And right, now right, we might, right. right? Like now out of spite because we're petty, because we might as well be driving the number 43 stock car around because we are Richard Petty. I, we might start doing it, but nobody in Baltimore was actually doing this. This was a one it happened tweet. one weekend. One time right. from the Orioles account and whoever was running the Orioles account. And again, while I probably, honest to God, would have said, Why? Why do that? And I think I saw that from a few Orioles fans on Twitter. They were like, what? King Felix? That's not a thing. What are we doing here? I don't think it was worth all of that. But if the entire city just sort of said, well, we're just going to take this. It's going to be our thing now. I could understand why like, the people in Seattle would be a little bit bothered by that. Like, hey, that's kind of our guy. And he's kind of revered here. And I'm not sure that I, I want that to be the case. Whereas if it was the flip side and mm-hmm. if it was... You know, whoever, Taylor Trammell, who I think stinks now, playing. Trammell or Trammell? Trammell, yeah, Taylor Trammell playing. There we go. You got me on one. Yes. Playing 400. Finally, finally. Playing, Taylor Trammell. Playing three full seasons or 320 games, whatever Griffin thinks that it is, of uh, consecutive games. And they started calling him the Iron Man. I think that we would be bothered That would be Iron Man, too. by the way, you know, in this day and age. In this day and age, yeah, it's about as many as you're ever going to get, right? Like, it's about as many as you're ever going to get. I don't, I don't it doesn't justify that guy. Although, again, I would have had no problem if he just walked up and said, hey, Felix, what do you think about the Orioles calling you King Felix? And if Felix Batista said, yeah, I don't really think I love that, then I think that he actually accomplished something. Mm -hmm. I think there would have been a warranted story to share. Hey, Felix Batista would prefer we not, you know, use King Felix for him because of his reverence for another player. I think it's actually an interesting story. I think there is 
journalistic value? Is it important in the grand scheme of life? No, not at all. No, no ways. But there is some value to it of like, hey, just, you know, this thing was out there a couple weeks ago and it, it rubbed people the wrong way here. And so I asked Felix Batista about it and he said, you know, if I'm being honest with you, I'd kind of rather not be King Felix because I care about Felix Hernandez. I think that would be of value. I think if you were doing your job and got that, that answer, I think you could say, I, I did something today. This was important. Not important. God, important. I don't know about that. <laughs> What's important? We do this every day. I'm not sure that it's important. But it would have value to what it is that you right. do as a, as a writer, as a reporter, to say, I talked about something relevant, I got an answer, and I think it matters. But after that, obviously, completely embarrassing. Yeah. Completely embarrassing. All right, we are going to grab a break. Uh, during the course of the show, you've prepared a couple of segments for today, correct? Yeah. yeah. So I've got some of these kids that want to do this for a living. And we're going to put them on the spot. And you're going to make me debate them? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Or we can see them debate each other. All we right, can so see... give me an example. You, put, you prepared some topics, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so this is good. We can find out who is prepared to debate these topics. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I feel about it. So what's, give me an example of a topic. All right, uh, one that I like that I came up with yesterday. Uh, should, prof- or, uh, yeah, should professional athletes be allowed to bet on sports? Should professional athletes be allowed to bet on sports, just generically? Yeah. All right, well, that's an well, obvious... Well, then you, you break it down, whether it's... Well, okay, but that's a completely... Sports. That's a very... That's yeah. not a broad topic, because I would well, say generically, yes, but specifically, no. So there how do go. we debate that? <laughs> how, so, how is one of these poor kids supposed to debate me on that when I'm already right? How are they supposed to do that? I've already told you the answer. That, that is true. Well, Carve it into this is, stone, this is why pass it down from Mount Sinai, let it be known to the generations. This is why it's tough, because you are always right. I am yeah. always right. These poor kids don't have a chance. Who wants to debate me? Who thinks athletes should? All right, there that kid go. right there. Come down. We'll talk to you after the commercial break. We're going to find out about, <laughs> I like this guy. He's kind of got a half a mullet going on. It's a party. I like this guy. I'm down. All right, we're going to debate. We're going to. I don't know. I, I, we'll see how it goes. I'll fake my way through it anyway. Uh, we are live at the Shirley Povich Sports Journalism Summer Camp here at the Merrill College of Journalism on the campus of the University of Maryland. It is a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Catch that festival feeling in Charm City. Everywhere you go, you'll find exciting entertainment, delicious eats, and endless summertime fun. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards, pick crabs by the waterfront, beat the heat inside a world-class museum, and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. I'm Michael Jan Grandy, president of AJ Michaels, your carrier energy expert for 44 years. Save money, energy, and make your home more comfortable and virus-free. Find us at AJMichaels.com. That's AJMichaels.com. Your summer destination is closer than you think at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. With an expansive gaming floor and incredible dining options ready for you to explore, your adventure awaits. Dine at the new Coho Korean Barbecue House coming in July or on the patio at the Prime Rib. Enjoy the summertime breeze at Orchid Smoking Patio. Limited time packages starting at $229. What are you waiting for? Book now. At Arundel Mills, must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call one 800 Gambler. All electronic tolling is here to stay in Maryland, and DriveEasyMD.com helps you cruise a little easier. We're Maryland's tolling resource, home to Easy Pass, pay by plate, and video tolling. It's never been easier to pay your way. DriveEasyMD.com will keep you moving. 
The Orioles are off and running out to prove that last season wasn't a fluke and they are one of the best teams in baseball. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, host of the Bat Around for Press Box. Tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon as Zach Goodman and I break down every Adley Bob, every Tony Tater, and every save from the mountain. Like a warm hug from Rutschman, the Bat Around has you covered with all things Orioles as we embark on what's sure to be a magical summer in Birdland. So tune in every Saturday for the best in Orioles coverage right here on the Bat Around. Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. It starts on the 14th with our big hitter bobblehead, Connor Norby, for the first 750 fans. Saturday sees our special circus night with post-game fireworks. And Sunday features the Kobe Mayo Squish Pillow with special ticket package. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox, let us be your nine-inning vacation. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Costas Inn has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get. So get your crab-eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge, 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab-eating vacation. Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. That first sip. That first bite. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches. And top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? Griffin, I have a bit of a problem that I'm dealing with right now. Uh, what would that be? You know, it's Prime Day today. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it is Prime Day. Uh, I, I've been trying to get a hot tub at the uh, Clark compound for some time, and Mrs. Clark is always like, we don't have the money, and we definitely don't have the money, and you work in sports journalism. You clearly don't have this money, but I'm on... Uh, I'm on uh, Enter Prime Day. Prime yeah. Day right now. They got a uh, portable Coleman hot tub that's Coleman. normally 650 bucks, and it's on sale for 330 Wow. I, I, I mean, it'd be I, stupid I, not to. I have to, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I have to. Yeah. <sighs> Go ahead. You, okay. You do okay. the show. Uh, all right. I'll be, I'll Ian. Be over here. Ian, uh, we are you? live from the Shirley Povich Sports Journalism Summer Camp here at the University of Maryland. Today's show is brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. The best sign-up bonuses for all of your sports betting needs from all of the legal sports books here in the state of Maryland are available at PressBoxOnline.com slash offers, including you can get up to $1,111 in bonus Fred bets by starting with a $50 wager from BetFred. In order to take advantage of it, you have to go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. All right, let's, uh, let's meet this. Uh, we're going to give a couple of these young people here the opportunity to debate me. 
Uh, first on the hot seat is a young man by the name of Ian. Ian, speak right into the microphone, if you would, for me. It's good to see you. What's up? It's, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, Ian. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland. And so yet you're an Eagles fan. Yeah. My my mom grew up in Philly. So. All right. I guess I'll give it a pass. And, and obviously, you were never going to become a Commanders fan because... <laughs> Why would anyone do that? Who would want that type of hell in their life? Um, Ian, you want to be a sports journalist? Um, yeah. What do you want to do? Um, I'm interested in, that's my dream job, be the host of College Football Game Day. Okay. Um, All right. But I'd like to go into either social media or some graphic design. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. How old are you? I'm 14. You're 14 years old. Man. When I was 14, I was not, I did not have nearly this much of a path in my life. I was 14 years old. I, you know, and I'm not even think I'm allowed to say the things that I was doing when I was 14 years old here. So you want to, you think you can debate me. You think you could win it because Griffin's going to score this. He's going to determine who won the debate, right? right? You think you can handle a debate against me. Sure. But you didn't like the betting topic. You wanted something else. So you say you want to be the host of College Game Day one day. Mm-hmm. You want to replace, you think Reese Davis, you, you're out for blood. You're going to take that guy down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to debate me. You want to debate the number of teams that should be in the college football playoff. Yes. So at the moment, there's a four-team college pl- football playoff. They are going to, next season, move it up to a 12-team college playoff. And your opinion is? It's... Good idea. Okay, talk me through it. Why do you think 12 teams is the right number of teams? Um, I think it gives more. Wrong. <laughs> I think it gives more teams a chance to prove their. That's stupid. You're stupid. It, it gives more teams a chance because limiting it to four teams means you either have to go undefeated, maybe take a loss to a highly ranked team, but if you're a team like Penn State who guaranteed two losses to Stay, okay, stay right in front of the microphone. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Um, it's okay. Like Penn State, who lose to Ohio State and Michigan every year, they're, they're going to forever. Um, it gives them a chance to prove they're better than some other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to help the losers. That's what you're saying. It's important that we help the teams that lose, that had a chance and lost. We want to benefit them. I think it's worth giving teams that only have two losses a chance to go in the playoffs. I mean, you see the NFL, you can have a 9-8 and eight record. You, would have, you could have a barely winning record, and you mm-hmm. could be – uh, in the playoffs, mm-hmm. so I think I think it's just give teams a more of a chance. You think a nine and eight team is going to win the Super Bowl, though? Nobody gives them a chance. Mm, I see, I see. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna rip you apart now. I'm gonna tear you from limb to limb. The number is eight. That's the number of teams that should be in the college football playoff. And the reason why the number is eight is because there aren't twelve teams that are worthy of winning a championship. The games matter. You have to win the games that you play. And if you can't beat Michigan and Ohio State who aren't good enough to win the national championship, then how exactly are you supposed to beat Georgia and Alabama once you get to the playoff? You have your opportunity. You play the games. If you lose, you lose. I do think there should be more than four teams in the playoff because, and this is where I'll give you some credit, I think everybody deserves the chance to win a national championship. And what's bothersome is when you have an undefeated team, and I know Cincinnati got in a couple of years ago, but if Tulane, for example, had gone undefeated last year, they would not have been invited to the party. I think it's important that everyone in college football get the opportunity to win the national championship. And the only way to do that is to expand it to guarantee that all of the Power Five conferences have their champion in and a group of five representative also gets into the playoff. But those 12 teams... I mean, what the Penn State? Are you serious? Penn State? Penn State? You said you want all Power Five conference champions to be in the playoffs. I do, yes, including you, the miserable Pac-12. You th- yeah, I was gonna say you yeah, think right? you you think Utah could. 
No, I don't think they. Against. I don't think they could win, but they won their conference, and I think that winning the conference, much like if you win your conference in college basketball, you get the right to play for a championship. I think winning the conference should matter, or else why do we have conferences? Why, Ian? Why? Tell me why. Um, you have conferences. Not good enough, Ian. Do better. To break up the the skill, I mean, they're all different. I just I don't think a Pac-12 champion, anybody in the Pac-12. But you want to have twelve teams in the playoffs. I don't think even a. Big- You're gonna have to put a Pac-12 team in. How do you get twelve teams in without putting one of them in? Because none of the Pac-12 teams can compete. Any team that is good enough, like look at LSU, right? They took. I mean, they lost to Texas A&M. They lost to Tennessee. Lost to Georgia. But those are all good. Mm-hmm. Two of those are good mm-hmm. teams, and I, I think they deserve a chance. But Utah, or yeah, let's say Utah, they're mm-hmm. they're not a good team. But okay, why are they not a good team? Because they they didn't. They didn't the lose Pac- to Ohio State. They didn't lose the, to Michigan. The Pac-12 doesn't have defense. I mean, being good in the Pac-12 means you're mm. the, the best of the worst. I just the I don't. Best of the worst. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean the worst of the best. The worst of the best. Okay, you're the worst conference champion if you win the Pac-12. Yeah. Is what you're saying. So then power five of the power five. That's fair. But then you just lose, and that, that would be that. I would have no problem with that being the case. Everybody deserves the right to play for a title. Fairly Dickinson could have won the NCAA basketball championship. Do you really believe that they would have been one of the top? 10 teams and you think they would have gotten an invite to the NCAA basketball tournament and yet there they were stunning Purdue correct I mean so you say you mmm mmm tied you in some knots now huh Ian you weren't ready you gotta go back to ninth grade now you're not ready for the big boy table um but but how like (laughs) Ian you did a great job pal you did a really good job you did a good job buddy give Ian a hand give Ian a hand you did a good job, buddy. Well done, pal. All right. I, I wish you luck. All right. I'll give you some pointers. Don't be wrong. That's what I would say. <laughs> no, you did a good job. You had you had thought that out. You made you were quick on your feet. At 14 years old, I would have sounded like a bumbling buffoon. Um, you were quick on your feet. You were ready to respond every time I asked something or I responded with another point. So you did a j- good job there, pal. Thank well you. done. All right. That was a nice job by Ian. Who else wants to debate? Who wants a shot? All right. Over here. Come on down. Come on down. We are here at the uh, Shirley Povich Sports Journalism Summer Camp at the University of Maryland. I got young people. What's your name, man? Danny, Danny come over here. Have a seat. We're going to give Danny a shot. Not going to like me for much longer. Uh-oh. Oh, you're, you were the Cowboys I fan, weren't Cowboys you? Fan. What the hell is that? Danny, where are you from? I'm from only Maryland. Why are you a Cowboys fan? Well, didn't you? You're the person that said that. Uh, yeah, there's no way to be a commander. Yeah, exactly. I understand that. Yeah. I do understand that. There's no. This is. I like to do this whenever I get in the room. There's no inhuman being in here that would admit to being a Wizards fan, would there? Okay, so there's two more than I expected there to be. All right, very good. Um, so, then, but why the Cowboys, Danny? Because the Cowboys. I mean, I guess. I can't accuse you of being a front runner because they don't win. That's the good news. They don't win, but it's they don't ever win. It's fun to buy into a team that you know has a stacked. uh, If you tell me that your favorite baseball team is the Yankees and your favorite basketball team is the Lakers, then I'm kicking you off the set. We're not doing this any longer. What are the other teams that you root for? Braves and. I really don't honestly have a basketball team on. So I just kind of follow everybody. I feel like that's how most people are with basketball yeah. anymore. I feel like you just pick a player and that's who. Right, exactly. Gr- Griffin's actually like feigning that he's a Lakers fan because he just likes LeBron. So well, I mean, yeah. come on, it's LeBron. Yeah, I understand so that, but it's still embarrassing. No, no. Yeah, okay, then you're a fraud, fan. is what you are. I like LeBron, he's debate the- him. <laughs> he's a fraud. The greatest player I've ever seen. Uh, Danny, what's a sports opinion that you have that you feel very strongly about? My sports opinion probably is that. Um, the Detroit Lions 
are going to make the playoffs this year. Ooh, I love this. Let's get after it. Go ahead. I'll let you have first shot. Okay. Well, Dan, first of all, how old are you, Danny? I'm 17. You're 17. Where do you go to? Where do you go to school? I'm at Good Counsel. Good Counsel. Wow, it's produced quite a bit of talent over yeah, the Kyle years. Kyle Snyder, no and- doubt. Oh, that's right. Kyle, yeah. The great Kyle Snyder <laughs> went to Good Counsel. Absolutely, Olympic gold medalist. Caitlin's favorite. Um, all right, so you are going to tell me why it is that the Lions are going to go to the playoffs, and I'm going to I'm going to disembowel you afterwards. I'm okay. going to rip you apart. Look forward to it. Well, first off, I mean the Lions, and I think first of all, I think the Lions might lay off the right. weed. They I'm might, sorry, that's a Steve. I think honestly they might trade back for Matthew Stafford, but don't worry about that. <laughs> wow. The, wow. Maybe, That'd be a hell of a story. Maybe I would really appreciate if they would do that this week so we'd have something to talk about. That would be really good news for all of us. But I mean the Lions, I mean, they're Dan Campbell, first of all, is one of the most exciting mm-hmm. coaches, very motivating. You saw that in hard knocks. You know, Aiden Hutchinson, that was a phenomenal pick at number two, leading the defense. It's sad that Jeff Okuda couldn't really develop into a starting quarterback. Amon Ross St. Brown is a legitimate top 10 wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They have... I don't know. Mm, boy, we'll come back to that. I don't know. That was... I like Amon Ross, but we'll come back 10. to it. Maybe we'll if, come back to it. Definitely fantasy. Definitely mm, fantasy football. We'll come, uh, well, I'll, I'll keep going. I'm not going to let you... Right. Plus, the rest of the division is kind of meddling. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is gone. The Bears are kind of inconsistent. And the Vikings, I mean, who knows what the Vikings is. Dalvin Cook going to go to the Jets. But I think the Lions have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs because the division is weak, and they have good talent. Okay, so um, you're wrong, obviously. Let me start there. That's okay. People are allowed to be wrong. And Ian was wrong, and yet I still respect him, and I think he's going to have a great future ahead of him. And I think, Danny, you've got an opportunity to have a great future as well, but you're very much wrong about this. The Chicago Bears are going to win the NFC North. Now, a couple of thoughts on this. One, Justin Fields already looks like a superstar. They add in a full season of Chase Claypool, and they trade for DJ Moore to give him weapons around him. Plus, they upgrade the offensive line, which was the biggest issue a year ago. They draft Darnell Wright. They are well on their way. They replace Roquan Smith with a combination of both Edmonds and Edwards at linebacker. They are a drastically better team that was already exciting a year ago. The Lions will always eternally be the Detroit Lions. And it's a very difficult thing to do when losing is in your DNA to shake that. And you can say, well, they they ended the season a year ago on what, an eight-game win streak? And that sounds all well and good, but the games didn't matter by that point. So who the hell cares that they were winning them? The bigger issue, as you brought up, Jared Goff is, I think, a better quarterback than people give him credit for. We, we, like, to, we like to pretend like he never led a team to a Super Bowl. We like to pretend like that never happened and probably a game that they should have won although he did not perform particularly well in that game it was maybe the worst Super Bowl ever played Jared Goff's talented Amon Ross St. Brown's a nice player he's certainly not a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL but he is a nice player and someone I've been very high on the loss of Jamison Williams really does hurt them to begin the season it hurts them a great deal they also made two really questionable choices in the first round of the NFL draft I don't know what team is losing a wide receiver and then spending their first two draft picks at running back and inside linebacker when they already had a running back and unless you're Roquan Smith you're not changing the game necessarily at inside linebacker no one believed Jack Campbell was a pick worthy of that that spot and again going with the second running back in the draft with a top 15 pick when we all know that you're going to churn through running backs and you can find talented running backs just about anywhere is an insane decision. Uh, the division is up for grabs. I'll give you that. I will give you that there is no obvious yeah. team. I do believe it will be the Bears that win the North. I understand that the Lions are America's team all of a sudden. We're putting them out there to get run by the Chiefs by about 30 points to open the season. But I, they're not stopping. Let me the, ask you this. Can I ask you this? Mm. 
If we know the NFC. No. Okay. <laughs> well, we say the NFC North is kind of weak. The NFC South is just as weak. The there, NFC South's atrocious. So there are six teams. Uh, if the, let's say the Bears win the North. Let's mm-hmm. just say the Bears win the North. You're saying there's still an opportunity to get a wild card because the yes. conference is so bad. Yes, there is. You know what, Danny? You're right. Thank you're you. right. <laughs> I'm not going to say that very many times today, but you're right. There is still the opportunity because the conference is that bad. You would assume that if Matt Stafford can stay healthy, that St. Louis, or St. Louis, look at me, that L.A. would be able to stay in the mix. I think most of us are assuming that the Niners are going to win the West. They still have to figure out when Brock Purdy will come back and I guess the word is the trade. Sam, Sam Donald's the guy. I know you're in yeah, love with that's your guy, Sam Darnold, who apparently some people say might start if Purdy isn't ready because Trey Lance has just been that bad, which is wild to me because there were people in Baltimore that were ready to trade for Trey Lance if the Ravens weren't going to sign Lamar Jackson, and that is bonkers, badass nuts. Um, but no, I, I think the 49ers are still the team to beat in the West. So if you look and say, hey, is Seattle really going to take another step forward? Did they max out on anything that they could get from Geno Smith a year ago? Or can they continue to improve? That would be another team that I think will be in the playoff mix. Their secondary is obviously really good with Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen, both kind of coming on like crazy a year ago. But yeah, there are spots to be had. Philadelphia will likely win the East. Dallas huh. is terrible. Why are we terrible. so out on the Vikings? What's- um... It's weird, right? What's going yeah. on with the Vikings? Cousins has been it's, very inconsistent. He has, but I mean, he's had what he is best season of his career last year. And I, he's I still understand got Justin that, Jefferson. But you ran out your running back, and I get I, it. We well, just talked about yeah. how running backs are replaceable. So but yeah. Dalvin <laughs> Cook was special to us. There's this world in which they're thinking about trading Daniel Hunter for that's true uh, that's reasons. True. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like sign me up. By the way, all for it if you want to ship him off. Um, I, I think that, in, again, to the point that Danny made, and he's right, the NFC is dreadful. Yes. I think everybody's alive. I think everybody has an opportunity to Including win. Including the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Commanders are not alive, I guess we'd say. Uh, Cardinals don't have a chance. Would you consider embracing, like, you don't have any actual connection to the Cowboys, correct? No, I don't. So would you consider embracing another team? Would you consider it? Like what? Like, I don't know. Let's just say there was an exciting quarterback who played just up the road from where you live. Oh, Lamar Jackson. He was super exciting. Nice guy. He's out giving ice cream to kids down in Pompano Beach over the weekend. Like, maybe you embrace the brothers to the north. Maybe. All right, we'll take that. Danny, good job, buddy. Well done. Thank you so much. All right, let me do, uh, we'll do one more here. One more. Who else wants to shot? That guy literally stood up. He's so excited about it. You're you're in, man. Like I, well, I don't know who that was. He's fired up, dude. He thinks he's got it. Also, he looks like he's in shape. I did not look like that when I was in high school. This guy looks he's, like he's an gonna, athlete. He's going to fight, fight. Man. I mean, this might yeah. legitimately turn into like a jujitsu or some sort. All right, what is your name? My name is Michael Domingos. Michael Dominguez. Where are you from? Uh, Virginia, Northern Virginia. What, uh, Northern Virginia. Where do you go to school? Springfield Can you stay right on top of that microphone for me? West Springfield? Yep. Are you an athlete of some sort? Yep, football. Yeah, okay. And are you like, you know, are you good? I mean, yeah. Like, are you going to have the opportunity to play collegiately? Yeah, I'm working towards that. I mean, I'm going into my junior year, so I still got two more years left of high school. So I just got to keep playing through high school okay once i get good very at that, cool then. man very cool what position do you play linebacker defensive end. oh boy and i was just trashing linebackers a second you said defensive end too oh okay yeah, all right very yeah. good those are important we need those we need those guys um michael uh, why are you looking to get into the world of sports journalism what interests you about that well most of I us mean, do this because we weren't good enough most of us would have liked to have been athletes but at some point, someone tapped us on the shoulder and said, yeah, not going to be the path for you, dog. Not going to work. 
Well, I mean, if this doesn't work out, I do want to focus on, like, football itself. Like, I could coach football okay. All right. or I could, you know, talk about football because, I mean, that's You feel what like you know the do. game pretty well. Yeah. All right. Who so, are you a fan of? I'm a Steelers fan. Yeah, right, well, this was fun. Right, uh, it was so. great being out here, guys. Uh, if you have any questions, Griffin's going to stick around and hang out with you, and we will see you tomorrow. I'm like, like no. Um, I mean, you're a terrible person, obviously. I'm yeah. so sorry to have to be the one to tell you that. Uh, but, you know, it's we'll, we'll put up with this anyway. So what is a sports opinion that you feel very strongly about? Mm. What is a good one? Um, or do you want Griffin to pull from his bag of topics? Let's go with you first and find an right. idea. Gra- Griffin, okay, throw so out from the right, bag of topics. Football guy here. Um, so one I did write down was about uh, should we use natural grass on uh, on on, on you want me to- in all professional sports? <laughs> this is this is a big football. A lot of football players are. are I have good news this. for all of you that are looking for a job in the sports business industry, sports media industry. I'm going to be needing a producer. So how long does this camp run? Does it go through Friday? If any of you available on Monday, please come down, prepare a resume, let me know. Uh, we have a job. That's, that really what you thought we were going to debate? If the Titans, uh, who should the Titans play a quarterback this season? Will Levis, Malik Willis, or Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill? Do you have an opinion All about right. that? Yeah, this is a good one. Hang okay. on a second, but I need to know, because if it's the same opinion, I'm not going to debate you about it. Who do you think they should play? I think they should give Malik Willis a chance. Okay. All right. Uh, Go ahead. Play him through the preseason. Um... You know, and if that doesn't work out, I mean, you got you got to look through like the OTAs. You got to look through the practices, see how they're improving, see who's better first. And mm. you want if you if you have a younger quarterback, you want to play him through the preseason to just get him used to the game. But ha- like Ryan Tannehill is like average at best. I don't disagree with that. And he's great you know, at giving the ball to Derrick Henry. He yeah, is good at handing the ball to Derrick Henry. And, and he's but, made a lot of money doing that. I don't know if I'm really mad at my guidance counselor for not letting me know that was an opportunity <laughs> for me. And although uh, Malik Willis kind of struggled last year, I mean, it was his rookie year. He, drafting Will Levis, I think he was, didn't kind of struggle. He stunk. Well, yeah, but I mean, Peyton Manning, although he like wasn't as bad as Malik Willis, he did terrible his first year. Well, and, let's ease up on all that. Well, <laughs> I mean. But um, I think drafting Will Levis was a big mistake for oh, the Tennessee Titans. Oh, all right. Well, I'll be the one. I don't know if Will Levis is going to work out or not. Here's what I know. When you take a pick a quarterback that early in the draft, you have to play him. That's the way that it works. Yeah. You have, that guy's got to play because you need to get that answer very quickly. While Malik Willis was a third-round pick, a third-round pick you can afford to miss on more frequently. An early second-round pick is essentially a bonus first-round pick, right? Like yeah. that's that You're still getting one of the top 40 players in the draft. That has to work out in order for your franchise to be able to take, take a step forward. So you need to know the answer. Let's be honest, the Titans aren't going to win the Super Bowl this year no matter no. who plays at quarterback. And that's a difficult thing to say to your locker room because everybody that goes and shows up, they all believe. I mean, even West Springfield, and I hear you're terrible. But I believe – no, I'm just kidding. I have no idea if you're any good or not. But the point is you're going to go in this year, and even if – Everybody else knew you weren't that good. You were still going to say, we're going to go shock the world, right? Like, we're going to go, you know, beat everybody. We could we could beat uh, uh, Bishop Sycamore. Are they still around? How are we doing uh, Bishop Sycamore? You think that's still an option? I don't think they're, I don't nope. they're around. Um, it's tough to tell that to a group of people. And if Will Levis goes and shows up at training camp and looks like he can't complete a pass, then it's going to be impossible for them to play him. But you have to stack the deck to give him the opportunity to play because you need to know if that pick was worth it or not. If you just decide to spend the pick that way. I said this when the Ravens drafted Lamar Jackson. Now, that was a couple picks earlier. That was the 31st pick, right? That was a year. The last only pick 30, of the draft. But it was a year there were only 31 picks in the first round, right? Because somebody forfeited. The Patriots were cheating or something like that. Yeah, That's what they yeah. always do. Um, so they didn't have a pick. 
it's not that far after that we're talking about. There's not a significant difference. The moment the Ravens drafted Lamar Jackson, I said, well, you have to play him. You don't, you don't mess around with this any longer. You don't go out and say, we felt like we needed a quarterback, but we're going to stick at it and see if Joe Flacco can do it anyway. Well, what if he does? What is the point of this? You drafted the quarterback. You decided you needed a quarterback. Then you need to play the guy and figure out if the guy is any good because that pick is too important to just be wasted. You're not good enough as a team to be wasting picks that early. So whether or not Will Levis is the best quarterback right now, I don't know. But I know he's the guy they have to stack the deck to give the opportunity to play because they need to know if that pick is going to pan out or not. Well, well, here's the thing. The Titans have no wide receivers, and you now can that s- that part is uh, Traylon Burks. Maybe we'll find out. I mean, he's not bad, but he did pretty I, decent I, his rookie year. But that also could affect you know Malik, because I mean you although to say it's not fair to judge a quarterback by their wide receivers. Yeah, we I don't mean, disagree about that. It's you not gotta, it, at you, least you got to have a true wide receiver one to like at least. Like succeed yeah, that in a team. That didn't look like it was the problem. It looked like the problem was he couldn't make NFL throws. I mean, did you watch the Sunday night game? It was yeah, uh, it was one of the worst games I've ever seen in the history of football. Uh, and I think that's why Malik Willis is the answer. So the Titans go. Oh, you're fully, trying to double. You're, no, 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 what is this? No, no, no. If I'm the what Titans, is this? I don't. I don't, think, the Titans, I don't think he's the answer. <laughs> no, if but I'm the Titans, whoa, 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 whoa. I want to start Malik Willis so that I get the first overall pick. And oh, then you get, you're and then, then you're drafting Caleb, another quarter. Yeah. you're using a third. Will Levis was a, not a great decision. Gotta go wide receiver. Tanking after drafting a quarterback. That is bold. I don't run the Titans. If, I, if you put me in the if you put me in the GM chair, twice. Today, who are you debating now? What uh, just happened here? They draft a quarterback. It's like a royal two years ago. Some sorts. Last year they drafted a quarterback. So you want them to draft another quarterback? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, they look, don't have a quarterback. Look, if Caleb Williams is available. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not going to not draft Caleb Williams. But, like, that means it's, like, just a waste of But, hey, of the Cardinals pick. did that when they already had Josh Rosen. They drafted Kyler Murray. And look at how well that's turned out. So why they, wouldn't uh, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. look at that. Michael, I think that just, what uh, we agree about is that Griffin's stupid, whoa. right? Like, I think that something's happened not here. What I heard. And, again, what are you doing on Monday? You available? You, you, can you drive up to Baltimore on Monday? Do you drive, Michael? Yeah, I drive. All right. You available to get up to Baltimore on Monday? Maybe. All right, let's Maybe. talk through it. We'll work it out. Good job, Michael. Way to go. All right, we'll do one more, but I need it to be, I want a female. I want, we haven't had a female. Come on, come on down. Come on down. I like this. So we are, um, we're here at the Shirley Povich Sports Journalism Summer Camp. This is a very different show, obviously, for those of you that aren't here with us. We're doing a fun show where we're kind of doing some sports media teaching of some sort. What is your name? Caroline? Good to meet you, Caroline. Thanks for coming down and, and being bold and uh, debating me. Yeah. I'm still going to whoop your butt. I'm not, you know, like, that's the way it's going to go. Caroline, uh, if you could scoot a little bit closer to that microphone, please talk right into it. Caroline, yeah. where are you from? Um, I'm from Baltimore. You're from Baltimore. Yeah. All right, oh, just yeah. me. Fair enough. Very good. <laughs> um, where do you go? Where do you go to school? Um, I go to Gemesee up in Owens Okay, Mills. absolutely. I know Gemesee well. Very cool. Yeah. Um, wh- who do you root for? Are you a Ravens fan? Are you an Orioles yes, fan? Yes, I'm a Ravens fan. Finally a decent person. It took all day for us to find someone who has taste, and I'm very glad that you're here, Caroline. Why do you want to get into sports media? Because um, it's something I've loved my whole life. Really? My um, family's into it. My brother's into it. My dad's into it. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Have you? Ever, do you play sports at all? Do you? Yeah, I play soccer and softball. Very cool. Very cool. Is this something you're going to try to keep doing in college, or you think you're going to start? No, I'm just going to go in the sports media. Awesome. Right now. Awesome. And I'm, I'm guessing you're a Terps fan, considering you're literally yeah. wearing the shirt right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You a lacrosse fan too? 
Yeah, I like the turfs. Awesome. Cross, so, awesome. Yeah. I like that a lot. All right. Do you have a sports opinion that you feel strongly about, Caroline? Um, That Maryland will at least make a high bowl game this year. Ooh, at least make a high bowl game. If not the playoffs. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's go for it. Yeah. Let's go yeah. for it, Caroline. Let's see. And this is painful for me because I like Maryland football. <laughs> this is tough, but I think I'm going to have to take this one on. I'll let you start. Why is Maryland going to make potentially the play? You know, it's still a 14 playoff right now for yeah. this year. All right. Tell me why. Why? Because no one's expecting them to win. And with Talia, tag, you know, and, and there's always. That it's, it's difficult. It's Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. And with him, um. I just think that, you know, there's always one player in the draft when you get to the draft that you don't really know is going to be there. In the you early think he's going to skyrocket this season? I do think he's – I think he's got a chance to skyrocket. He's got a lot of transfers. They picked up 10 transfers from the transfer. Baltimore's portal. own Tyrese Chambers coming into the wide receiver room. Yeah. I like him. And um, I just think that, you know, they got the talent and on offense. I think they could put up a lot of numbers this year on offense and – um. Roman Henry, Caden Prather. They got some guys on offense. Now, the offensive line is scary. But yes, they, it's very scary. They, they lost a lot of players, but they do have this guy. There's named, been like one year in the last yeah. 20 years where a Maryland quarterback has played the entire season. It's a terrifying, <laughs> it is. terrifying <laughs> thing. Yeah, um, it, is, it is pretty terrifying. You got a lot of guys going down with ACL injuries. Um but they do have this guy. I think he's very underrated, named Tamaris Walker, okay. coming in out of McDonough. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him play. He plays for my brother's high school. He's very good. Okay. My brother actually told me he picked up a kid and um, threw him in the trash can. That's how strong he is. I I hope that we're not going to get him in trouble. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> yeah. allegedly, picked up a kid, and allegedly that was a thing that occurred. Let's make sure we say that. Yeah. Um, Caroline. I don't think they're going to make the playoff. I think that's a lot. But yeah. it is interesting because one of the sports books recently put out, Maryland is going to be favored on paper in 10 of their 12 games this season, which is kind of unheard of. Like, it's something that's never happened before in Maryland football history. I think you're right that they have an opportunity to win a few more games than people give them credit for. I don't know what the line is. Griffin can pull that up, what their uh, win total is for the season. Because a year ago, <clears throat> not that I'm encouraging betting, because you guys aren't legal and allowed to do it here in the state of Maryland. But if you were, like I am, I definitely put it in an overwind total bet on Maryland football and felt very good about that a year ago. That all being said, I like Maryland football, and so I don't really want to debate against you because I want your energy. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Let's make a – hell yeah, shock the world, make the college football playoff. Let's do it, all right? Yeah. Caroline, I love that. Look, at least be a, it would be a great documentary. Well, it would be a tremendous story. It would be one yeah. of the great stories in college football history. Thanks for coming up. Yes? You were getting plus odds on FanDuel for over seven and a half wins. Oh. All right, I got to think about it a little bit more. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm ready to go that far because the offensive line does terrify yeah, me too. Caroline, thank you for coming up and, right. and, and, and doing this. We ended up agreeing. Well, job. well done. Good job, Caroline. <laughs> All right, is this the part where you tell me that I went 4-0 and oh, and I wiped um, the floor with everybody, that I continue to be the king? That I mean, I, am, I guess. I just came up with a new name. See. I'm going to run this out here. I am undisputed. It's something I just came up with. I'm going to run it out there, see if I can't get it. Uh, do you think that I can get that taken care of? Get, get the word undisputed. Yeah, what right? exactly does it mean? Uh, trademark it. You think I can have yeah. that? Uh, um, I, I think you might have a couple challenges, but I mean, mm, yes, right. if, if if you did go 4-0, oh, as don't, you don't, claim you I don't, did, I then I guess care. you shouldn't I lose. I don't care for your tone. Okay. I don't care okay. for it. But I went 4-0, obviously. Uh, what, you think some high school kids are going to beat me? Yeah, 
you know, think they're gonna beat me? The Titans debate was a little close. What? Yeah. You ended up turning on him. Why do I listen to you? All right, when we come back in, I want to put some of your counselors to the test. All right? I'm going to put some counselors. We have a game that we play. It's called How Old Are You, How Young Are You? I'm not sure if they know who Dashboard Confessional is. Yeah, I guess that would be the first question. You want to go there first? Who is Dashboard Confessional? So we're going to play a game with some of the counselors here who are also student journalists at the University of Maryland. So we're going to have some fun with that. We are live here at the Shirley Povich Sports Journalism Summer Camp, which I definitely have memorized and don't need to read off a sheet every time I say it to make sure I get it right. This is Glenn Clark Radio. The Crossover Kid is back. Enjoy a night out at Oriole Park at Camden Yards on Saturday, July 15th when the Orioles play the Miami Marlins at 7.05. Be one of the first 25,000 fans 15 and over to receive an Orioles soccer jersey presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar. And arrive early for Early Bird Saturdays. Gates open two hours prior to the first pitch for happy hour, live music, and more. A variety of ticket options are available. Buy yours now at orioles.com slash tickets. Maryland drivers, did you know you can save up to 77% on tolls with an Easy Pass Maryland discount plan? That's right, 77%. It's never been easier. Pick the plan that's right for you at driveezmd.com. We'll keep you moving. It's a Maryland thing. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Dave Ginsburg remembers Goose as he looks back on the impact that late Tony Saragusa had both on and off the field here in Baltimore. Plus, he explains how Goose's kids are working to continue that legacy with the Goose Flights program. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles the path Tyler Wells has taken to becoming a star in the Orioles rotation. And you'll find a special summer travel guide with information about events and activities throughout the state. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The All-America Senior Game powered by New Balance will be back at Johns Hopkins Homewood Field on July 29th. The most decorated girls and boys lacrosse players in the country have been invited to play in what is the premier lacrosse event of the year. Every college coach wants their players in this game, and if you dream of being in this game, you start by trying out for one of your regional underclass teams this summer. The best against the best. Get your tickets now at allamericalacrosse.com. Your summer destination is closer than you think at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. With an expansive gaming floor and incredible dining options ready for you to explore, your adventure awaits. Dine at the new Coho Korean Barbecue House coming in July or on the patio at the Prime Rib. Enjoy the summertime breeze at Orchid Smoking Patio. Limited time packages starting at $229. What are you waiting for? Book now. At Arundel Mills, must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call one 800 gambler 
Costas Inn has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get. So get your crab-eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge, 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab-eating vacation. Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, we are live today from the Shirley Povich Sports Journalism Summer Camp at the University of Maryland. If you missed it yesterday, Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson got together on Facebook Live to sort of do an Orioles first half recap. You can find that right now. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline, or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. So uh, we are going to play our game, but we're going to pause a minute before we do that because uh, Brendan Hartlove has stopped by to hang out with us. And I, Brendan, you don't—I don't think you know this—but I was introduced to you by someone, and I won't say who it is. I was—I was trying to find a broadcaster to work a game, and I reached out to someone. You got to turn Brendan's mic on. You're, you're killing it otherwise, though. Thank Brendan. you. You're just Thank all you. over it. <laughs> um, so I reached out to somebody who is in this business, and I said, you know, tell me somebody that you think I could hire. And they said, well, I'm going to tell you that I've got someone who's going to end up doing Monday Night Football. <laughs> um, and I said, wow, oh, you know, who is this person, <laughs> right? And who, how do I know? So I compete with them. Um, and they said, it's this young man, Brendan Hartlove. And I was like, wow, that is high, high praise. So, and the irony is that I've never even called a football game before. That's the one. Are you serious? I'm serious. So I've covered it for, you know, video reporting and, and things like that. But that is... That, along with baseball, is the only play-by-play I have not done. So, Brendan, first of all, your your position here at Maryland is? The uh, program coordinator for undergraduate recruitment at Merrill College. At Merrill College, which Correct. is the journalism school right. here. You also were a student... Mm-hmm that did broadcasting yep. and you have continued to do that since graduating. Yeah. Yeah. So I graduated back in 2021 and I was in the Povich center. I did not go to the sports journalism camp. I wish I had, I'm from Howard County. So, you know, it would have been yeah, way to screw to that up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I came here and was doing sports journalism for four years. Um, and absolutely loved it. I did over a hundred games of play by play while I was here. No football, no football or baseball. Yeah, right? um, and so to get to 100 without even doing baseball, which plays, you know, every single day, um, I was doing a lot. I did a lot with men's soccer. That's kind of been my thing forever. I grew up a Maryland soccer fan, so got to be their broadcaster for four years, did the national championship out in Santa Barbara That's in cool. 2018 as a sophomore, which was still one of the coolest experiences cool. of my life. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I loved doing what I did here because not only was it – such a fun place to do it, but you have so many opportunities. And uh, so when I graduated, I knew this was kind of still the place for me, the University of Maryland. It's the, the place where I feel most comfortable. And, you know, you're surrounded by incredible people. 
Um, so I, I didn't want to leave just yet. And I graduated in 2021. So there weren't a ton of on-air gigs, uh, available in the sports industry at the time. It was all obviously shaken up. Yeah. Post pandemic. Um, it was a difficult time. Right. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of stayed at the university and was doing some, some admissions work while still doing play by play broadcasting here. I've hosted the radio show with Loxley a couple of times and actually got to fill in for Johnny holiday for one game, which was That's very pretty cool. cool. That was very fun. Because I've grown up listening to Johnny Holiday my entire life. He's also the best human being that's ever existed. Yes, Yes. one of the nicest people you will ever Mm -hmm. meet. Um, and so I got to fill in for him, did the game with Chris Naki and, uh, yeah. And so I'm still broadcasting for Maryland. And then the opportunity came up in February for me to come back home. Uh, and it's very, you know, good for me to be back home and kind of continue the work I'm doing here, combine my undergraduate experience with the admissions experience. And I mean, now my job is getting to help people have the same amazing experience that I had at Merrill college. And that is very, very rewarding for me. On top of already, you know, getting to still do play-by-play broadcasting for for Maryland and for some, some awesome. other gigs as well. That's awesome. So the best advice that you have for this group of young people, like these people that all want to be you, Ooh. what's the advice that you have for them? Get to know everybody. And I don't necessarily mean that in a networking sense. I mean that in a sense of if you show up to broadcast a game or work a game, introduce yourself to everybody from your broadcast partner to every camera operator to the technical director, everybody on the crew. Um, There's often, I'm sure you've gotten this as well, when you kind of get the listing for the game, the play-by-play and analyst is listed as the talent. I I really don't like that because I, well, I, I think it's I think it's appropriate. I think it, that's it is appropriate, but oh, no. it also then has the camera operator and the technical mm-hmm. director and all these other people that have an immense amount of talent to make that whole thing work. And you're not going to see them. Their names are not on the graphic, the lower third, when you're you start the game. So getting to know everybody, it just creates a better environment to work in. So whether that's you're doing a live game, you're doing a studio show. Any of that. That's just kind of how I've approached things, and it's it's led to great connections. It's led to great friendships, and it's led to a better product on air because everybody's on the same page. Everybody gets along. So all in all, getting to kind of know everybody on a personal level can can take you a long way. One of the things I say all the time, and you say it's not in a networking aspect. In a way, to me, everything is networking, right? right? In this business, everything <laughs> is networking. And one of the things I say is you never know who's going to be the person giving you your next job. Right. And so I, one of you in this room might ultimately be somebody that I need to get a job from. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) in the future and again please think kindly of me please think i take it all back ian you're great you're awesome man you're incredible i take it all back please remember me fondly when you're running a a media empire and i am 50 years old and desperately trying to you know keep get my kids to college and you have resumes you want to pass out after this right please um but no i I say that all the time to people i'm like you have no idea what what one connection is going to end up being a phone call you get down the road and somebody says hey by the way so and so and you're like who is so and so how do i know so and so and then you find out that they were a, a camera operator for a mm-hmm. game that you did and you happened to thank them at the end of the broadcast and they were like wow that's so nice of you to have done that and right. put my name out there and so i i like you because of that and i helped get you a gig mm-hmm. um connect with everyone connect right. with everyone that you come across in right. this business it is my i it, i lost two thousand phone numbers from my phone a couple years ago two thousand and i still have 3,200 contacts in my phone, and I've lost 2,000. I don't think I know 2,000 people. 
I don't know. I, there, you know the number of times that I go through my phone and I'm like, who is that? The I have. But the point is, I try to connect with everybody right. and I try to establish, I'm going to shoot you a text. And that way, at some point, if you think of me, you'll have an easy path to get back in touch with right. me. So I think that's tremendous yeah. advice. I yeah. like that a lot. Brendan Hartlove is with us. So Brendan, uh, Caroline up here, she thinks that Maryland football can go to the college football playoff next year. High bowl game, if not the college football playoff. I mean, it, it's a bold claim. I like the enthusiasm. I, oh, I, I, I do yeah. as well. I'm going. I'm the biggest University of Maryland athletics apologist you will ever meet. So, regardless of what sport or anything, I'm going to say, Just say we yeah. Can, we can go Hell all yeah, the way. Absolutely. Um, I mean, trending upwards. The team's been trending upwards. I think that's the exciting part about it right. is that you don't have to try to convince people yeah. anymore. I, I am. So let's go back to what I talked to you guys about at the beginning. Acknowledge things. Acknowledge biases that right. you might have. Um, if I have a bias, I've known Mike Loxley for 25 years. I really like Mike Loxley a great deal as a person. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to lie right. or that I'm going to say that I think that Maryland's going to go to the college football playoff this season. I don't think that, <laughs> although, again, I'm all for it. Um, but I like Mike Loxley. And so mm -hmm. when he gets hired and somebody throws in my face, well, you know, he won what one game as a head coach before that. And I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I understand what you're saying, but right. you don't understand how he resonates with people in this area. And yeah. you don't understand if you sat down and had a conversation with Tory Smith about how much Tory Smith cares about Mike Loxley and why he believes that you don't get those things. What they've done the last couple of seasons has given everyone around the country, whenever I have a, a college football person on, mm -hmm. like that's always the exact same thing. It's real. There's something happening here. Right. Now, whether that can close the gap with, you know, the Ohio State's of the world, right. Michigan's of the world, the Penn, that's, that doesn't feel great. That It's a very difficult thing, but it's not, you don't have to lie or make something up in order to buy into clearly something is happening here. Right, yeah, and I think that's a great point because a lot of times folks from the outside, they see the records, they see the statistics, they see the score lines, and a, a collegiate program, a professional program, whatever it might be, a high school team, it doesn't matter. There's so much more to it than the numbers you're going to see on the surface. And so coming in, yeah, maybe not the you know biggest CV when it comes to being a head coach or anything like that, but for you to come in and kind of set that tone of the environment you want it to be, then you can start building on the performances after that. It's very difficult to have the results and try to build a culture around that because mm -hmm. that's just not how, how those kinds of dynamics work. And so for Locks to come in and really, really kind of set the standard for what he wants this program to be, what he wants this to be long-term, the, the personalities he wants on his team, um, I think that is now starting to kind of develop into you're, you're seeing the product on the field start to match that. And so coming in, laying that groundwork. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not a massive football guy, but I've hosted the show with locks a ton. I'm obviously, you know, aware of what's going on, but again, one of the nicest people you'll meet. I mean, he's just a genuinely nice guy that resonates with players and that, like you said that he, people don't understand how much that it is matters. a real factor that it's it's hard to quantify right exactly like, as a human being how real he is right um so i've always appreciated that uh you are a basketball guy yes uh, yes you got to do you know got to work with chris Naki last right. year you got to fill in for johnny holiday which yeah. is a big deal that's the interesting like that really yeah. nobody saw that coming a year ago everybody was ready for hey look you know give it time give it time yeah. And to be as competitive as they were to lose just one game at home all season, right. really unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I don't know how we now recalibrate expectations moving forward because you return Jameer Young, you bring in a highly touted recruiting class with yeah. Deshaun Harris-Smith. 
I, I think there's every reason for somebody to look and say, well, if they were that good a year ago and they kept around so many of those parts right. and then they added to it, why shouldn't they be competing at the top of the Big Ten this year? Yeah, I mean, that's a great point because – you know, I did the first. I broadcasted the first game of the Kevin Willard era for for Big Ten Plus, and so I, you know, day before the game, we went, you know, after practice and talked to him for a very long time, which was kind of one of the first, you know, tight interviews that that he's done, and just kind of like with Loxley, hearing the way he talked and approached his philosophy for the program was very similar, and so I knew from the get go that he is a coach that players are going to buy into, and I think that again, that's how they performed so well last season is, yeah, it kind of was a hodgepodge for a little bit, and you didn't know what to expect, but the fact that that group came together like they did really kind of yielded some some surprising results. And so, yeah, you make a good point. Like, how do you now set the expectations here? Because it's only the second season. Is it a sophomore slump kind of thing? Is it, You also had to replace a lot of the coaching staff. Right. That's also, which is both a good and bad thing, mm -hmm. because it, you, you look at these coaches that are getting great opportunities because they did so well at Maryland, and they're so well-respected in the community. But yes, now you are part of that group, that family, you know, sometimes cliche, but it is after, you know, for a long season, um, you have to rebuild some of that. And that's not the easiest thing to do. Now, they are bringing in guys from the area. That's a big, big focus. And one of the things that Willard was saying kind of before last season is, you know, the University of Maryland as an institution puts a lot of emphasis on Washington, D.C. because of our proximity, which is a great thing for students getting internships for everything. But, There's also a lot of talent here, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> There's yes. also a lot of that. Right. But one thing that Kevin said is, like, Baltimore. Like, mm -hmm. that's still there. We don't want to neglect that and everything. So he, you know, when he first moved to Maryland, I'm sure he's probably told this elsewhere, but his family didn't move down the same time he did. So he spent so much time just going around the state of Maryland and getting to know the area and was getting crab cakes in different places and stuff like that and really buying into the community. And I think that his kind of emphasis on the DMV area and not as much of just the D and the M and the V as well, um, I think that that is kind of going to kind of yield some results. All right, so. that, that's going to end up being a debate that we can do at some point. Baltimore's not part of the DMV. We don't we don't say that. We don't say that. That's people. D, people in D.C. say that Baltimore's not part of the DMV. Well, no, that, that's fair. That's fair. part of Maryland, though. And that's the important. part. Right. And that, that's kind of yes. what I was getting at mostly. You know, and I think to the point about um, caring about Baltimore, it's funny because uh, I've known Tavon Sadler for a very long time. And when he left and took the job at Nichols, I, I said to him, I'm like, they, they need to replace you with somebody from Baltimore. Right. And he said, do they need to replace me with mm -hmm. somebody from Baltimore and it's the type of thing that you can't possibly understand but but Baltimore kids want that connection yeah. they want to know and Greg Manning spent a lot of time in Baltimore mm -hmm. I love Greg he's a he's a really good guy but you need someone who is more directly connected right. and grew up in Baltimore and understands Baltimore kids mm -hmm. and um, Ricky Harris is going to be that guy moving forward and very smart of Kevin Willard to recognize that and say look I I know. Yeah. Like, I've got to create that connection. I've got to continue that and understand that I can't just – Baltimore kids won't just come here because you're the big school in right. the state of Maryland. Right, It's yeah. not going to work that way. Yeah, I mean, because they're getting looks – I mean, the DMV is a hotbed for uh, – DMV and Baltimore, however you want to – Let's know. make that very yeah. clear. Yeah. Not so the, the Baltimore The mid-Atlantic region is a kind of nice. hotbed for talent. Nice. Uh, and so you're seeing people go to Michigan all over the country. And so, yeah, it's their home state school, but there are a lot of things that have maybe led to this not being the destination for those players in the last you know 10 years or whatever 
But, I mean, Kevin Willard and his entire staff are looking to change that. Because you're right, having somebody that knows Baltimore, not knows of Baltimore, very, very different things. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's very exciting what they what they might be able to put together this year. All right, tell everybody about one other sport, one not football, not basketball, that you feel like they should be paying more attention to the program. So uh, the obvious answer coming for me is going to be men's soccer. And uh, I think that is not only because of, you know, my experience with it, but... Well, they're if, pretty good. They're very good. Yeah. Um, Sasha Sarovsky, the head coach, been here forever. Um, um, and uh, I think that that is something, especially for students, when, if and when you come here, everybody's going to be like, oh, we're going to the football game, we're going to the basketball game. Ludwig Field at Friday night. Yeah, the atmosphere is amazing. The atmosphere is incredible. I mean, when they are chanting the opposing team's goalkeeper's parents' phone number, that's like a whole different – I'm not making that up. That's a whole different level of anything you'll get anywhere else. I'm not condoning that, but that's what happens. Um, and so it's it, they're called the crew. They sit right behind the opposing goalkeeper, literally as far away as we are right now. Yep. Um, and some of the most creative yet still family-friendly uh, banter coming from the crowd and the team is excellent i mean sasha's recruiting class every year is top top level and we're seeing guys go and play in the professional level too they know where i am who thinks they can call me <laughs> what kind of un- what kind of terrible professional leaves his phones on <laughs> well, we're talking about maryland soccer of all I know, things right? too um but no i mean that program is something that not only at the collegiate level is a, an absolute powerhouse but you're seeing guys go on and play in the professional ranks i mean the Concacaf gold cup is going on right now yep. if you're a sicko like me you're you know glued to that but the game the other night was unbelievable it was insane it was and unbelievable the, and the goalkeeper went to the university of maryland dane st Clair won the right. national championship in, in 2018 yep. and then uh jason russell rowe came off the bench up top for them also a maryland terrapin so i mean the u.s has had a number of maryland players as well i was talking with uh taylor smite the sid for men's soccer among you know, maryland social media guru um, and we were talking about, you know, there's probably not been another national team that's had two Terps, you know, at the same time. We couldn't think of one. And so it, Taylor and I agreed that if neither of us could, it probably didn't happen. But it's just you get to part of the benefit of being a collegiate sports fan is not only the two to four years that you get to watch the athlete in college, but following their career mm-hmm. beyond that. And so everybody kind of really only thinks of football and basketball and baseball to an extent as well but you know a a little bit to a lesser extent but yeah it's just a fun team to buy into I mean they're exciting to watch we have the World Cup coming here in 2026 so if I mean now's the time to hop on the train and it starts you know we have DC United we have a new team in Annapolis there's not really anything in Baltimore right now Um, but you get you know kind of a first look at guys that could be on the roster in 2026. Before I let you go tell everybody about the Annapolis because I know you're involved with them we had Dave on a couple weeks ago yeah it's unbelievable. I mean, you speak of atmospheres. That's incredible what's going on there. It is. It is. And so the Annapolis Blues FC is a new team uh, in the NPSL, so one of the lower divisions in the U.S. soccer pyramid, if you will. Um, and it is they are in their first season, and they are doing some incredible, incredible stuff. They're playing at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium, uh, you know, which is a, the probably the biggest stadium that anybody in that league is using. Um, and uh, it, it's been fun. It's kind of a, a summer league, so it's a lot of college players getting sharpness in the summer. There's two players from Maryland, Georgetown, American, Hopkins. So it is very community-focused, not even in the team, 
but just in the club that they're building. They've had record turnouts. Uh, I think they hold the first, second, and third now highest attendance in NPSL history. League's been around for 20 years. There's over 100 teams in the country. So they broke, they shattered that record by about 1,000 in their That's first wild. ever home that game. That is wild. They have over 3,000 season ticket holders. I mean, everybody in that club, it's a small group. I mean, we're on a text group chat. Like, this is not a massive organization that we're working with right now. But everything that everybody has done to be, you know, part of this has yielded incredible results. So they, until, you know, Sunday, were undefeated in their first regular season. They lost the last regular home game of the year. But tomorrow night's their first playoff game cool. uh, at Navy Marine Corps Memorial. And, and, and there is nothing else to watch tomorrow night. There exactly. is nothing no, going on. No. So you can find our stream. I'll be calling the game. Uh, you know, we'll be on Facebook, FIFA Plus, 11 Sports, wherever you want to find it. Um, and, you know, past couple games I've been doing with Patrick Mullins, University Maryland soccer cool. legend. He has coaching commitments tomorrow, so it'll just be me kind of blabbering by myself. It's which always is, tough when you do a soccer broadcast. It's always tough yeah. doing a solo soccer it broadcast. It is. It is. And it's kind of, I did the first There's several only games so many season. times you can say they're passing it through the midfield. Right. And, and, they're, they're and there's a giveaway. Passing, yeah, correct. And that and that's part of the tough thing as well is because this is such a smaller operation. I don't get the roster till the day before. Oh, that is rough. We don't get kit Ooh, numbers until, uh, we don't get the numbers on the jerseys till about an hour before kickoff because oh. they only own so many jerseys oh. and the guys that are rostered so it's been for me from a professional standpoint it's been a challenge but an exciting one That's cool it's it's been really really fun to kind of get back and dave johnson you alluded yep. to he's part of the ownership group and for those i mean probably a lot of people in this room know dave johnson the voice of dc united since 96 the voice of the washington wizards and again one of the nicest people you great will guy. ever meet great in your guy. life um and yeah so he, he called me up and asked if i'd be interested in calling the games i said absolutely um, and I, you know, had him on the broadcast. Uh, Keep telling you, never know who the connection is going to be. You never know when the call is going to come from. You right. never know who the person is going to be that's going to hook you up with an opportunity. That came from a mid-pandemic internship I had with DC United. That's neat. And That's really neat. so I was part of the video team and then COVID happened. MLS was one of the first, you know, leagues, if not the first league to start back up. And so we were responsible for all of our pregame shows. ESPN was handling the broadcast, but uh, they asked me to come in to help with those pregame shows because they wanted somebody that could speak broadcaster. Okay. And so it was me, one producer, and Dave and Dev McTavish. And that was it. And so I really got to know Dave. Um, he had actually broadcasted my dad's games way back in the 90s when he was playing. So it's very tight-knit circle here um, in, in the area in that. And so, yeah, Dave and I have, have you know developed a relationship. He's looked over a lot of my stuff. He's been a really good mentor and resource and cool. friend to me in this business. And it leads to some pretty exciting really cool. things. Really cool. Uh, B Hartlove on Twitter. Indeed, yes. Give him a follow. Brendan, it was great. I'm glad you came in here. Thank you for you having me. Said hi. We'll be in touch. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. And when you get that gig on Monday Night Football, just remember <laughs> it's Glenn two ends, Glenn yes, Clark, and right. I'll make sure you have my number. There we go. You whatever can teach you can me do. how to do football. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's how it'll go. Appreciate you coming. I'm a, I'm a football guy. So. Oh yeah. I clearly, clearly. Yes. Uh, I like both actually. I like doing. That's fair. I like. You don't I have really to pick do. One, I, you know, I do soccer for Loyola. I do. Yeah. I've done. I did DC United for a little while on the mm -hmm. radio. I love doing soccer. Yeah. Soccer is a, a very fun. But when you get those solo broadcasts, man. They told me one time I was filling in for DC United for a playoff game, and it was radio, and it was also going to be uh, the national broadcast on XM. And I was like, oh, cool. Who's the analyst? They said, nope, it's just you. Yeah. You get said, mm. Just fake a British accent. That yeah, can be your right. analyst, and you'll do yeah, the play-by-play. -play. Yeah, just go back and right. forth. <laughs> what you, would you think about that? <laughs> Wicked. Wicked. <laughs> a great finish, that one. <laughs> Good to see you, Brendan. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for man. having me. Appreciate it. Brendan Harlow, give him a hand. Give him a hand.
All right, uh, Caitlin, I need you to uh, pick out a counselor or two that's going to come up and play our next game. All right? Like, I need you to uh, call them out and say, this is the person that's perfect for this. So, all right. Ooh, ooh. We are here at the Shirley Povich Sports Journalism Summer Camp at the uh, Marriage, Merrill College of Journalism. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. All right. Um, first on the hot seat, who's going first? Yeah, go ahead. Right. I, who, tell me who you are, first of all. Um, hello, my name is Dash Tischler. I'm a rising sophomore at UMD. Where, where are you from, Dash? Uh, I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay, very cool. Where'd you go to high school? St. Anselm's Abbey School in Northeast D.C. I don't even know that school. All right. Hey, that <laughs> sounds very important. Um, you are, a, what's your track here? What are you doing? So I'm a journalism and Arabic studies double major. Um, Shoo, overachiever. Jeez. <laughs> Can you, you can you speak the language? Uh, a bit, yeah. Okay, so like if you said uh, Glenn Clark is amazing. Uh, ooh, I don't know the. I mean, actually, yeah, you can use it for amazing. I would say, uh, Glenn Clark, uh, Mumtaz, who are Mumtaz? I was thinking that myself. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> That's so great. All right, so we play a game occasionally. I am. I'm turning forty this September. I am old. And I'm reminded constantly of how old that I am when somebody brings up something that young people are into. And I'm like, I don't know anything about that. Like, I don't know that at all. So every now and then we play a game called How Old Are You? How Young Are You? And it's very simple. Griffin's going to give a question to me that he thinks is something that most young people know about, that you would know. And I'll either get it or I won't get it. Okay. Then he's going to give a question to you about something that he thinks that most 40-year-olds would know. And you're either going to get it or you're not going to get it. All right. And we'll play first to, uh, first to three okay. wins. All right? And I'll let you have the first question as right. a gentleman. All right, all right. So for our young people, uh, first question for you, Dash. It was Dash, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. This, is, this is something that an old, somebody my age should know. Right. Okay. Yes. That, that, uh, so can you name the four members of the Beatles? Okay, uh, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, Ringo Starr. I mean, this is that's a, if you don't know that, you well, should be kicked out of this country. I think okay. should well, definitely be on the no it. fly you list if you don't know the names of. You know it. Give me name name the members of BTS because you can just keep walking. Uh, there is no chance that I am getting that one correct. It's okay, Glenn. I don't know him either. <laughs> All right, good. I feel better now. All right, so then we'll go to Glenn. Uh, we'll go with uh, name the members of Odd Future. Not gonna happen. Tyler, that's the one. Uh, what happens uh, after you drink the uh, Grimace birthday shake? <laughs> All right, so I know this was a thing that was on TikTok. Yeah, like, do you die? I mean, is that is that is that a good enough answer? Is that? Do I get the point? No, oh, son no. Of a, this is a tough crowd. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I, I was okay with. It's the, like a horror okay. movie or something. Yeah, right? yeah. You uh, you drink it and uh, you you essentially it's a very morbid ending. Essentially, you you. I but mean, I feel I like think I, I should die. get the. I, yeah, I was, you can I was over, ready. These are children. You can overrule them. Do right, I get I'll, give the you, I'll give you. Yeah, the point. I do. Yes, you do. All you right. die after you drink the Grimace birthday shake. Yeah, so I I, uh, I I don't know anything about it though. I've never seen. I just know that it was a thing people were talking about on TikTok. That's all I know. Uh, all right. Let's Next, go. back to Dash. Yeah, back back to Dash here. Uh, what what classic novel opens with "It was the best of times, it was the worst of times"? A Tale of Two Seas by Charles Dickens. <laughs> that is correct. 
<laughs> I also feel like that's not really an age-centric thing oh, as okay. much as it's like, do you just know things? All right, all right. Sorry, I mean, not the... God, tough, by the way, what do you do on one. Monday nights? Because I could use somebody for my trivia team. <laughs> I am really... I could use somebody. We finished in second last night. We struggled on a couple of things. Do you know what two states the uh, the, the the bridge through the Cumberland Gap goes through? Uh, that should wait Cumberland Gap. Yeah, that's like Virginia, Tennessee, right? All right. Well, you were, you would have gotten one more point. Kentucky and Tennessee. Dang. And you definitely don't know some idiot who said <clears throat> Maryland and West Virginia. Uh, <laughs> said that <laughs> definitely. No, not, not oh, anybody you, you know. Okay. Don't, okay, know. I don't know. Don't know that person at all. All right, so he's up 2-1. Yeah. And, uh, what is uh, what is Baby Yoda's real name? Grogu. Okay. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, Good job. I know yeah. things. All right, all right. It's 2-2. Two 2-2 to two. Two to two here as we go back to... This is for the win, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, right? this will oh, be wow. for the win. Yeah. Um... Oh, man. Give him something actually difficult. All right, all right. Uh, what way, is... How about him giving the author, too? He didn't even ask for it. He was uh, just... Yeah, yeah right. Uh, what is Voltron? Oh, that's like a superhero, right? I don't get oh, no, to that's see Ultron. Okay. That's Ultron. Sorry. Nah, I, don't, I do not know. Okay. You go with the superhero? It, it is not. He's a, he's a cartoon character toy from mm. the 80s. Mm. So that's too bad. Now, yeah. now watch, watch this. Watch this. Okay. Is that right, Usher, right. How does okay. Usher do it? How does he do that thing? The watch this meme. What does that look like? Um, okay, I just did yeah, John Cena. I just yeah, realized yeah, yeah, that's all I did. There. Way off. Yeah. Right. Uh, what? Let's go with what Disney Channel show did uh, Selena Gomez get her start in? iCarly. That is. Uh, <laughs> That is incorrect. They are. They are incredulous in the audience. Um, They are flabbergasted by the fact that I didn't know it. What is uh, is it? It's Wizards of Waverly Place. I have never heard of that program. (laughs) Never heard of it. Uh, Let's, uh, we'll go with. Back to Dash. Again, a chance to win. Um, What movie uh, features Lindsay Lohan hanging out with the uh, the plastics at her new school? Oh, gosh. Oh, you better know this. You better oh, know man. this. I feel like I'm about to let you guys down. I honestly don't. Um, On Wednesdays, we wear pink. <laughs> All right. Good for you, Glenn Coco. I guess. Do you have an answer? I do not have an answer, no. Oh, right. that is sad. Yeah. Mean Girls. It is Mean Girls. Mean oh, Girls. Dang. Wow, okay. It's it a drive-in movie theater. Uh, uh, what... Glenn, for you, uh, what words does Post Malone have tattooed under his eyes? Who knows that? Do you want to make it multiple choice? Smelly? No. no I was around Post Malone once. He was, he had he not bathed known. recently. It was an odor. You yeah, I've, I've no, it, I, I don't if know. If I make it multiple choice, do you think you can get it? Are you okay if I make it multiple choice? Sure. Yeah, somebody's got to win sorry. this game at some point. <laughs> I'm sorry. One love, true love, always tired, or stay away. I mean, I'm sorry. It is not. I'm sorry. Ah, what is it? It is always tired. What is it? But why? Because he's always tired. He's he's a grinder, he's, I guess. Oh God! I just okay. want to say congratulations for you getting a win if you get this right. Uh, okay. Who sings the song "Hot in Here"? 
Ooh. Oh, come Nelly, on. Nelly, right? Ah, oh, very good. Way to go. It is Nelly. It All is right, Nelly. Dash. Nelly sings good hot job. here. <laughs> well done, Dash. Thank you for coming up and hanging out <laughs> Thank with Thank you for us. having me. Yes. All right, next on the hot seat. Next on the hot seat. This man has impeccable taste. I can already say that immediately. Is it the Orioles cap? Yes, it is. Right. Yes, it is. Uh, what's your name? Avery. Avery, good to meet you, man. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a graduate student at Maryland. Um, I went to Shepherd University, did my undergrad okay. there. I was the full-time Shepherdstown, mm-hmm. yeah. West Virginia. I was the full-time play-by-play broadcaster cool. for all of our teams down there, and I actually have radio experience as well. I worked in cool. radio for three years. There it is. is that the path that you're looking to? Uh, Absolutely, continue? awesome, yes, sir. awesome. Get out. There's no money. Get out right now. <laughs> go get a nice bank job. Go work me. for the government. Go I do know. anything but this. Get out right I've now. I've learned. Are you originally from Baltimore? Yes. yes awesome. Sir. Where'd you go to high school? Hereford High School, up I, north in the county. It's where I live. That's really? where and my kids probably won't go there, but they would go there. That's where they would go. The Bulls, of let's course. Go Bulls. Yeah, let's That's go right. Bulls. Absolutely. That's very neat. Now I'm going to kick your ass in this game. I get to go first on this one because no, I lost the last time. All right. All right. For the how old are you? Yes, how old are you? How young are you? Um, let's go with uh, what? Uh, yeah, well, all right. I had, I had it down here. So what town is Stranger Things take place in? Uh, Hawkins. Hawkins? Indiana. Hawkins, Indiana. Yeah. That is right? on the board. Uh, all right, over here, let's go with who voices, uh, who voiced Mufasa in The Lion King? I feel like I should know you this. definitely should Come know on. this. Uh, James Earl Jones? Nicely it done. It is James Earl well Jones. Well done. There we go. Took a second. Yeah, all right. Um, all right, so Glenn. Who did Mufasa in The New Lion King? Um... I genuinely, I didn't I see it. Remember. I did not see it. Was it was bad, so I didn't watch it. Who did it? He did it again? Oh, wow. Good for him. I, the for king of voiceovers. Can, can I admit that I did not know he was still alive? Can I admit that? Uh, J- uh, Jacob Black, he's a character in what book series? Am I, is that supposed to be a young person that, yeah, question? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, is this I, a comment? No, Do you guys know that? Person. I don't read. I've seen a lot of I'll blank stares on that one. Maybe you don't know about oh, young maybe, people. Uh, okay. Maybe you don't. Oh, all right. Do I get a, I get a new I was, one? I guess I guess we can give him a new one. I, literally. Right. Does anybody know the answer to that question? No. Okay. okay. Not a, oh, oh. Is it Goosebumps? No. All right. Oh, over here. What is it? Twilight. Twilight. Is that the Jacob really? from Twilight? Yeah, yeah the Jacob uh, from Twilight. Oh, yeah. I didn't All right. Fair enough. All right. That's... I, I don't think I feel like that's people We're struggling closer to, here, Glenn. We're like, struggling. I think, yeah, I think right, Mrs. Well, Clark you want to give you, you want to give you another one? Then we'll, we'll skip do I that get one. another one, or should I know that one? I, I guess if one person in the room knew it, then yeah, yeah, then, yeah right. Then we'll, all right, all right. Give me another who, one. Uh, who is this? <laughs> it looks like uh, I, I don't. For everyone else to see. Let me see again. Let me see again. I know he's a rapper. He's a rapper. I figured that, but. He's not very good. He's not very good. Yeah, but uh, it's I mean, not Takashi, is it? No, it's not. Okay, uh, that you're giving up. I don't know. It is Lil Xan. Oh God. Oh, that's Lil Xan. Yeah. I just don't approve of that. The existence of that human. I don't think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're gonna I, have I a good day would. today. You're gonna oh, ruin my day with God. some Lil Xan oh, content here. Wretched. All right. Yes, what's, what do you have for Avery? Uh, what's uh, what was Potty Pigeon? Potty I don't pigeon? know what potty oh, pigeon, pigeon was. Oh, Griffin, okay. these questions yeah, need some what revisions are... here. Okay, we need to we need to redo this. this is like very specific buddy. to people that grew up in Carroll County. Like no, only no, no, what no. is potty pigeon? It, it's a it was a com- old computer game from the eighties. I've so, never you know. heard of that. Really? Okay, it's like a Commodore sixty four. Give, him, give yeah, him a real one. Give him a better. All right, one. Uh, what happens? What happens at the Black Rock Desert each year in Nevada? 
the Black Rock Desert mm-hmm. in Nevada. Mm-hmm. That sounds like it would be a place for like a music festival or something, right? Yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah, no, maybe. Black Rock Desert in there Nevada is music, but I'm not sure that. All right, go ahead. Would that be like Burning Man or Damn something? It. That is in fact ah, Burning yes. Man. That is in fact yes. Burning Man. All right, probably gave him a little too much yeah, there. Yeah. Probably helped out a bit too much. Yeah. Cool. All right, I'll take it. So it's more of like a drug festival, <laughs> I believe, is what they call it. It's Illicit vibing. Drugs. You're hanging out. Yes, something like that. Uh, what do Glenn? What do the kids call a their so, someone's private Instagram that only their close friends follow them on? So their private Instagram, where they will post, you know, private stuff that their friends follow that the, that they let their really close friends follow. <laughs> it it starts with an F. So it's not OnlyFans. No. No, 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 no. no. Is this a family-friendly show? I don't know. (laughs) Usually. Uh, Is this something I should know? Is this like a thing? Yeah, it's been around for a while. Oh, boy. Five plus years. People use it to like... common vernacular. Do? All right, you know what? I'm not not even going to... It's a Finsta. Finsta. Yeah, like a fake Instagram. Fake Insta. Yeah. You know. Fake Instagram. I will Finsta. never know. I will <laughs> never know what that's all about. All right. Well, you can win if you get this one, Avery. Um, oh. I want to go with, man. I was expecting more sports questions yeah, here. That that's that's more up my alley. I was supposed to be old and I would, have got, I would have gotten most of the sports questions. Yeah, I, can do, I can do Baltimore. I can do national, mm. whatever you want. Mm. I, I well, got make it. one up on the fly then. Go ahead. Make up a sports question. I'll give him one. Okay. All right. I'll give him one. Who was the first draft pick in Ravens history? John Ogden. Damn it. Come on. Too hard. I could name like most of the Ravens starting quarterbacks here, man. That was a layup. Jeez. All right. We got to take one more break. When we come back in, we will uh, get a tidbit and two, but to wrap up the show, Glenn Clark Radio live from the Shirley Povich Sports Journalism Summer Camp. Exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. It starts on the 14th with our big hitter bobblehead, Connor Norby, for the first 750 fans. Saturday sees our special circus night with post-game fireworks. And Sunday features the Kobe Mayo Squish Pillow with special ticket package. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox, let us be your nine-inning vacation. The All-America Senior Game powered by New Balance will be back at Johns Hopkins Homewood Field on July 29th. The most decorated girls and boys lacrosse players in the country have been invited to play in what is the premier lacrosse event of the year. Every college coach wants their players in this game, and if you dream of being in this game, you start by trying out for one of your regional underclass teams this summer. The best against the best. Get your tickets now at allamericalacrosse.com. Hey, Birdland, a new alternative payment method is available at Oreo Park at Camden Yards for the 2023 season. O's Pay is a quick, convenient, and rewarding option to make payments at concessions and retail locations throughout the ballpark. Use O's Pay to unlock rewards, special offers, and unique experiences. And with secure, contactless payment, you'll get back to your seats faster. Get started in the MLB Ballpark app or learn more at Orioles.com slash O's Pay. That's Orioles.com slash O's Pay. 
soak up summertime fun in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouth-watering eats, and endless entertainment. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards. Pick crabs by the waterfront. Beat the heat inside a world-class museum and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. I'm Michael Jan Grandy, president of AJ Michaels, your carrier energy expert for 44 years. Save money, energy, and make your home more comfortable and virus-free. Find us at AJMichaels.com. That's AJMichaels.com. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Dave Ginsburg remembers Goose as he looks back on the impact that late Tony Saragusa had both on and off the field here in Baltimore. Plus, he explains how Goose's kids are working to continue that legacy with the Goose Flights program. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles the path Tyler Wells has taken to becoming a star in the Orioles rotation. And you'll find a special summer travel guide with information about events and activities throughout the state. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich, hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't understand. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressbox online. And you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grindr. Not that I know it's on Grindr or anything, I swear. Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. Don't forget, you can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. But the only way to take advantage of that offer is to go to pressboxonline.com slash offers and then click on the DraftKings link. We are winding down. We've been hanging out today at the Shirley Povich Sports Journalism Summer Camp here at the Merrill College at the University of Maryland. It's been great having us or being Say it's been yeah, great, it's been great having us. I'm speaking on their behalf. I'm looking out. That that young man does not think so. That young man right there is like, yeah, it's been okay. It's been I've had better, is what that young man was thinking. But we've appreciated being out here. Uh, let's wind down for the day. We get a tidbit of the day from Griffin to wind things down. Tidbit is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. We are talking about him yesterday. We were watching him yesterday. Christopher Eubanks. So became, excited. Oh, is, I'm so all in. Yes, he is the third black American man to reach the quarterfinals at Wimbledon. Well, Arthur uh, Ashe, obviously. Yes, since the start of the Open Era in 1968. He joins... Mal Washington? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Arthur Ashe did it three times, uh, Mal Washington, in 1996. 
Was that um, it? Was that? This, a, is that all? That's yeah, perfect. That's it, Look yeah, at that, yeah, man! Yeah, I knocked that out of the park. Way to go! Uh, in so since 1933, there have been three players to rack up 15 home runs, 25 stolen bases, and two walk-off hits before the All-Star break in a season. So that that's is really specific. Yeah, 15 home runs, that's 25 really steals, specific. and two I mean, walk-off. That could be hits. anybody. The person who did it this year, Acuna. No, it's Corbin Carroll. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hear Corbin he's Carroll, good. So he joins a list of three good. other guys. Uh, uh, Ricky Henderson. Not Ricky Henderson. Well, if it involves steals, I just always assume yeah, that the answer yeah, is Ricky guess. Henderson. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough Jimmy one. Rollins. 2011. Not Jimmy Rollins. 2011, uh, it will be the... Give me a team. I believe he won the NL MVP. 2011. How am I supposed to remember who won MVP in 2011 well, specifically? It, well, because, or he was the guy who should have won MVP. And then Ryan Braun won it. Uh, it was Matt Kemp. Okay, Matt, Matt Kemp. Kemp. All right, he was Matt very Kemp. good. Yes, yeah, so in yeah. 2011, he was very kind of fell good. off. And the in face 1973, oh, I was just thinking about that the other day. 1973, who stole a bunch of bases yeah, for the yeah. All Star break? More, Maury Wills, Bobby Bonds, Bobby Bonds. So Corbin Carroll, Bobby right. Bonds, and Matt Kemp. Remember when I got the other one right on the yeah. first try? Why don't we just leave that one alone? Maybe uh, tomorrow. Jameson over the weekends. We got to do more. Time. Yeah, I got more for, tidbits. For, save it. Save it for right, tomorrow. Let me get one more since the All Star right, game tonight. Uh, there are two players. There are two players who had five All Star selections uh, in the American League and the National League. So they, there are only two players in, that are ever. that are on. Al- no, no, ever. That had specifically five? Yeah, no, five or more. Like oh, they've been in on both yeah, leagues. Yeah, in both leagues. So they had five All Star American League All Star selections, five National League All Star selections. Two players. I feel like I'm being put on the spot today. Well, that's yeah. I don't care for that. Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan is not one of them. That's, that's a little guess. surprising. Yeah, there is another that's a there's little one surprising. Of them is one pitcher, one hitter. One pitcher, one hitter. It's not Maddox because he never played in the God. Randy Johnson. In fact, it is Rat Randy okay. Johnson. And then the hitter would be uh, five in the American yeah. League, five in the National League. Uh, Pujols, not Albert Pujols. Wasn't how is that possible? Well, I guess he didn't. Wasn't he's kind of stunk in yeah, LA? Yeah, right, fair Angels. enough. Uh, all right, tell me. It is Frank Robinson. Oh, I, maybe I should. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. that's bad. Frank Robinson. Oh, that's had bad. Five National League and American oh, League All Star selection. Really bad. All right, well, maybe if you guys want to host this show starting on Monday, that job will be available, too, if you're looking for it. All right, very good. Uh, here's what's coming up tonight, Totally Tubular-wise. It's brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox, which is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Our tribute to Tony Saragusa and his legacy right there on the cover. Incredible cover story from Dave Ginsburg. Go get it right now. Of course, the All-Star Game is tonight at 8 on Fox. Zach Gallen and Garrett Cole are the starting pitchers, and Austin Hayes is batting 7th in the American League lineup, and presumably Felix Batista will be the last pitcher to get into the game, and we'll see when they put in Adley Rutschman, Yannir Cano. There's always the danger with somebody like Cano. I think they try to get everybody in. There's always a danger that someone doesn't get in, and Cano right. would be like the guy yeah. that maybe might not get in. We'll see. Yeah, we, if Alex Cobb gets in, and then... Um, not, I mean, yeah, I mean... Alex Cobb being an all-star. It, Orioles legend, Alex oh, Cobb. Yeah. Uh, big one at Wimbledon still to come today. Uh, Rublev and Jok- Jok- what did you say Jokovic. I was just ready to completely change my name. Djokovic. Novak Djokovic. Yeah. That's coming up in just a bit. 
uh, me and my guy out here are going to be watching it together. We're just going to sit in the other room, eat pizza, and watch the Wimbledon uh, quarterfinals together. Early today, Jesse Pagula, American Lost. Everything else you can find at glennclarkradio.com because it's that week where there's just nothing going on. What about anything going it's on in your season end? two finale of the How I Met Your Father? Oh, yeah, oh man, yeah, that's out on Hulu already. Yeah, it's just flown by. America's Got Talent competing with the All Star Game. Huh? Sure, that's okay. on NBC, and uh, Peacock has a uh, docu series, Myth of the Zodiac Killer. They're just doing a docu series. I feel like they've done that docu series eighteen times. Uh, they, they definitely have uh, this one. You know, again, just sure. the same stuff over. All right. Uh, it has been great being here today. Uh, thank you all for having us. We've had a lot of fun being a part of this. Appreciate you being a, an attentive audience and listening and laughing at bad jokes and being uh, participatory during our segments. Uh, we root for every single one of you guys to uh, succeed in this business. And uh, please, please feel free come up afterwards get my information and you can reach out whenever you have any questions so it's been great being here thank you to my friend caitlin wilson for having us uh always appreciate you brendan hartlove joined us earlier everybody who came up and hung out with us we've had a great time here uh anything that we have for tomorrow's show or uh, we'll be catching up with tim brown uh the uh, oh, author right. of the yep yeah, longtime baseball writer, yes. and he's got a, a the towel of the backup catcher Correct. which is a, yes. a neat book that i started reading so i'll look forward to chatting with him about that and that's it Yep. Oh boy, it is that kind of week. It is that kind of week. Very good. All right, thanks everybody here. Thanks to all of our great sponsors and partners, everybody at Pressbox. We will be back in studio tomorrow. Uh, Have a great Tuesday evening. Go nobody. Duke sucks.